Rock and roll radio. Let's go. <laughs> Don't try too hard to make an intro there, Keith. I'd be worried that you might break something. Rock and rock and roll radio. Let's go. Copy right the Ramones in 1970 or something. <laughs> One of the Ramones from? 80s, 70s? 80s, I think. No, maybe they're 70s. You might be right on the Was 70s. it the band where everyone changed their name to Ramon? What? I think they all changed their name to Ramon. Every member in the band? Yeah. That's annoying. And then they're the Ramones. I think some band did that. It might have been the Ramones. I don't know. I used to have their album. I think it was called 40 Licks, or was that... That might have been Led Zeppelin. I don't know. I had a Greatest Hits album from the Ramones that was like 40 songs on one disc because their songs are so short. Oh. <laughs> They're oh. all two-minute, like, yeah. surf punk songs. Man, do they make one song a lot. That was like yeah. all their hits, and it's like it's... It's like the same song repeating over and over again for two-minute intervals it's, where the lyrics just change. Yeah. And so it's basically them repeating one sequence of lyrics over and over again because each song doesn't have very many lyrics. No. So they just repeat themselves a lot for two minutes. Then they say something else for two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the loop. And it's just... And so many of them are still burned into my brain at this point. I, I know some of them just because uh, the fucking boardwalk plays them on the speaker a lot yeah so you'll be casually just sitting there buying some fried oreos and you'll hear like some ramon song you're like god damn it nice (laughs) even tempo even quality even audio and everything's nice and friendly it's energetic it's the weirdest uh What's the one all I'm these new for? people find the older surf music annoying now. No one wants to hear Barbara Ann with those high-pitched, squeaky sound voices. We don't want to have some no girly singers around. Everyone's got to sound like the Ramones where they're just shouting a lot and saying, I, oh, let's go. Hey, oh, let's go. We'll just cut out that one song that's called The KKK Took My Baby Away because that might not be really fun, like Pismo Beach music. <laughs> 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 but everything else, like, oh, yeah. Uh, going down to Taiwan, Bliss Creek. Bop. I think I think it's like ah, stop it. <laughs> Did you literally turn on your flashlight by tapping tr- your phone? No, I turned on my camera that had flash on or something. Oh, the I don't like this phone. <laughs> it just does things as a surprise. <laughs> I think that that uh the the da 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 da. I think that song is like literally the song for one of the rides. Like the moment the ride starts, it starts playing that song, and you're like. What is hell? That better be a short ride, too, because that song is, like, two minutes well, long. Yeah, they are. They're only, like, two-minute rides. and But it's, like, worse because then you'll hear you'll Hi. hear the... Oh, let's go. No, it's like you'll hear the sound or the song from the ride, but then in the background on the 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 park speaker, you'll hear another Ramon song. You'll be like, what is this fucking suffering? <laughs> like, what are you doing? I hate the boardwalk. I remember the consensus at one point. Because I used to be involved in like the rock band community a lot, and there was lots of discussion about what songs could, when like when when are we getting DLC for this band and that band. And it's like, oh cool, we already got an entire Pixies album. When are we gonna get Where Is My Mind, the, like the one that's everywhere, yeah, and stuff like that. But that everyone was like, well, we got we got a Blitzkrieg Bop. When are we getting more uh, Ramones DLC? And then like, why? <laughs> you want to play the same song again, <laughs> but pay for it? Because <laughs> I was like. You can just get another band that does two-minute, like, hyped punk, like, surf punk things, and at least it'll be a little different. Have you... What was... Okay, so when was the last time you've been to the Santa Cruz Boardwalk? Never. Never? At all? You've literally never been to Santa Cruz? I've either never been there or I don't remember it. Okay. I I can't tell you where Santa Cruz is on a map. Really? Huh. 
Interesting. It must it's, be nearby because everyone goes there. It's not. Um, <laughs> it's not. No, it's well, like a, it's like no. a two-hour drive. Oh, um, no, it's if down we drive below. For two hours. We were always going to like Reno. Yeah, it's, Tahoe. It's, it's down below San Francisco. We go to so. the cold place instead of the hot place. That's why California is so expensive. It's like you want it. It's a two-hour drive to beach heaven or two-hour drive to skiing. Yeah, from where we live right now. Yeah, which is like it's nice. It's it's nice to grow up and be a a little bit like you can drive somewhere and within that day already be doing shit at that place. Yeah, is like a cool thing. Like when we go on ski trips, sometimes it would be like oh we'd have like we had like a timeshare in the area that we'd have certain weekends we'd try to do it in or maybe we'd rent a we. Uh, a hotel room or something but there's plenty of times where we would just like load up like eric and max in the back of a truck and we would just drive out at like 5 a.m and go skiing all day and come home yeah to our houses that are nowhere near snow (laughs) yeah you can in this boring valley with all the dead grass and dust everywhere you can do a lot of interesting things in california if you're willing to just get up early enough and drive there Mm -hmm. Uh, and you can spend an entire day like i've i think if i remember correctly me and my family went to disneyland one year where we got up at i think it was like three or four in the morning and we drove to disneyland Mm -hmm. and by the time we got there which is only eight hours by the time we got there we like all the kids were awake enough to just go to the park Mm -hmm. and we just go to disneyland for an entire day after driving down to la from northern california basically from san francisco to la and then we're like we, we never did that because we'd always just go to six flags or what used to be called marine world which was just yeah which jank, is like janky thir- but much closer like 30 45 minutes away yeah it's like less than an hour away and yeah. it was it's a it's a park as rides and animals and shit mostly just, roller coasters just, just no disney characters <laughs> and yeah it's it's not your your options are limited if you don't like roller coasters like some people in this room that are me uh you really don't like roller coasters no that is unfortunate because six flags is like the worst place to go and by <laughs> don't like roller coasters i mean i literally have like not even gone on them ever? wait ever like you don't even know if you don't like them i've gone on low roller coasters so like roller coasters for kids kind of yeah okay i've been on the ones where you're just going on a track and you, you go fast and up and down some hills a bit but yeah. I'm like i'm like not up for that really <laughs> i'm not interested in going up in the sky i don't do the huh. i don't do the bungee swing i don't do the uh, bungee. oh you mean the one where the fucking the way <laughs> thing that's way worse than a roller coaster that everyone's like yeah just get on this i'm like no yeah. no not even for a dare uh, no also i don't do dare. dares period because i'm not that i don't fall for that shit but uh yeah that that looks like a murder <laughs> that doesn't work yeah <laughs> that looks like a failed murder ride uh i don't go on the swings oh yeah i don't spinning swing thing that sometimes somebody falls off and dies anyway i've been <laughs> on like the, yeah it comes detached and someone goes flying and they're like oh park's closed today <laughs> but yeah. by park i mean this little piece i'll go on the i'll go on like the 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 the, the circular raft that goes down the river so ironically disneyland would be great for you it yeah. has the least amount of roller coasters but it's eight hours really, away well so at marine world i'll just look, i'll look, go look at the sharks okay the shark thing is kind of nice though that is pretty cool it's pretty they cool. have a glass tunnel yeah that you walk through and you're yeah. inside the thing and it's like this is nice to and have it's on right an escalator my house. like a I, the track thing i'm not entirely sure because i don't go there as often but i think it might be better than what they have at like the aquarium not, not mandalay bay uh what's the other monterey aquarium? bay monterey bay I, th- I think it might be better than what they have at monterey bay i don't think there's like a shark tunnel there quite there's some really cool shit there 
I don't think they have the shark tunnel. No, they don't have a shark tunnel. They have, they have a lot uh, of giant vertical things you can walk around that are full of like jellyfish and shit. Yeah, they do have a tunnel, but I don't. It's not for sharks. It's for something else. Yeah. Uh, but they have like they also have a million sea creatures there, so it, sharks aren't a priority mm-hmm. at some point. Um, they do have the giant tank though, which is cool, which I think is all the sharks are in. So they have like that giant fat tank, and people like there's literally like stadium seating. Mm-hmm. You can just watch the sharks do their thing. They um, are sharks. That shark. Yeah. The only thing yeah. I hate about the Marine World shark place, or Six Flags now, is uh, I hate the sharks that hang out at the bottom. Fucking asshole sharks. They like won't come in the middle where it's easier to see. You have to like go to the glass and then look down, and there's like a shark down and that's there. That's when you realize how thick the glass is because it's warped as weird and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I like that they have a whole wall that shows you the scale of the creatures. Oh, yeah. The, it's like the fucking uh, whale shark just folds around in multiple corners <laughs> as it yeah. goes down the hallway. And you're like, all right, that's, that's yeah. a little hard to tell at that point. But at the, the, at the point is it's real big. <laughs> I think the coolest aquarium I've ever been to in my life was uh, in Osaka. Uh, the Osaka mm-hmm. Aquarium is really cool because they do a thing where the aquarium is you enter the aquarium from the top. Like uh, you don't realize it, but you're entering the aquarium from the top and it just goes down. Mm-hmm. just deep and as you're going down you're walking down a pathway and in the center of that pathway is a giant tank filled with a million fish that won't eat each other i guess hmm. and uh and then on the sides you have other things you know like here's some sharks here's some sea otters here's some whatever but like as you're going down there's like this one giant tank and the more the deeper you keep going the like the more unique the fish are because it's like well, yeah, these are the fish that like to hang out closer to the top where it's sunny. And now these are the fish where they like it dark. And it's like, mm. this is odd. This is like an odd experience because you just every time you keep you, like every time you'll look over to your left or your right, you're like, huh, that's a weird looking fish. What happened? I thought we were just looking at regular fish. And then you just look to your left. And you're like, but there's a walrus. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, all right. Also, like all of their big animals like sea lions or um, uh, even a walrus. Yeah, they're all exposed tanks so they're like they're you, you could just like we can't touch them because it's like just the right well okay that's inaccurate if you're an average if you're a, a japanese person of average height and build you cannot touch them if you're a an american skeleton you can almost touch them very easily um now a nickelodeon american skeleton it, i was not prepared for that because i i saw i saw like a you'll be, be aired like right after the jake long dragon show <laughs> you'll be the american skeleton it look it's not my fault i have like like my arms are almost the size of most japanese people so like <laughs> it was it was like i i looked over and i was like oh they just don't have a top to this like this you know like this tank for a sea lion i was like okay so i just put my arm over it and like i could just almost touched the sea lion there's like people looking at me in like amazement like how could you almost touch this it's like you can't touch the sea lion it's far it's too far it's like i can do it though i am crazy they're looking at you like you're that one giant man that's in like adam's family and a few other movies oh, yeah. like the, just, he just his body just keeps going yeah <laughs> it's the only downside is i didn't realize that they have uh for the sea lion specifically um they had like a weird thing where ice comes down to like keep it cool for them. Hmm. And I didn't realize that happened. So I like stuck my hand out and like a giant clunk of ice just pop, like smacked the top of my hand. I was like, ah. I was like, I oh. You, I thought you were going to say like, a, what I didn't realize is that the sea lions haven't had their shots. <laughs> I think the only, I'm trying to think like the only animal that wasn't available for me to like just grab and, and go with was like a penguin. 
Which I was kind of disappointed because the penguins are like. The I feel like a lot of them would have something to say if you tried to just grab and go with them. Well, that, but I'm saying like I can't grab and go with a sea lion. They weigh too much. You can't just yes. pick it up. But a penguin is like the dog weight. They weigh like as much as my dog does. I could just grab it with one hand and take it and go. Just like, grab it by the neck. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> just walk out. With it. <laughs> the Americans are claiming it's kill. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine like i i walk up to the penguin place i look at them I'm like open the borders <laughs> the penguins are just like no <laughs> no and just got, like stick my hand in open the borders and just grab a penguin i got tricked into going on a roller coaster once and i can still feel it what what does that even mean what do you mean you can still feel like you just feel the like you get you're getting like non flashbacks but the jolting left and right when you're hitting the i doors? genuinely can recall the feeling of that roller coaster and i'm like i don't need to go on a new one really that's <laughs> yeah that's it, interesting it, to it, me that you don't like roller coasters it left an imprint i don't like heights or well, being do, do strapped you... into a weird thing that's like a terrifying nightmare. Okay. Also. I mean, I was going to say, I can get the like, like terrifying like nightmare the, thing, like, but the like, heights thing is it like, like... You feel like you're suspended by like a child's seat while <laughs> flying through the sky towards so, metal bars and okay. stuff like that. Well, those are... Well, crossed yeah. with not being cool with heights. I mean, the heights thing, I guess, is weird to me because I... I don't see when I'm in a roller coaster. I don't tend to look down. If that makes sense, like I don't you don't have a choice in some cases. Well, I mean, especially all those roller coasters where you're just getting into a weird harness and you're not oh, even you're not even sitting on like a wooden like track thing. I don't ride those because <laughs> those are because I have again by living so close to Six Flags, I have heard heard about all the deaths, all of the deaths, all of them, and so you, most of them are. So from you just those. want to ride like the wooden one. No, well, uh, are you just sitting in like a track that has seats? Let's be calm here. What kind of wooden one? How old is the fucking thing? Well, I'm talking about the giant wooden one that's at Six Flags. No, that one that ha- that is like you're talking just... about Roar. Sure, I think it's Roar. You're talking. about. I don't about. know the one that the, I'm talking about the one that you, where you sit down in like two by two. Basically, two by two yes, things. I like sit down roller coasters. Yeah. Yes, I don't like I don't like any roller coasters Six Flags because they're all risky. Um, except for that one that like it's the Cartman theme park. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, all, it's all scary. Yeah, the only I one I just go there for the Dippin' Dots and the water ride and the animals. The Dippin' Dots, all the animal tours and the weird fake dinosaur park that's just there. It's just a weird park you walk through. No, that was uh, <laughs> that was way cooler as a kid. It, well, because when you were a kid, they had the ride or they had the 3D thing. Remember? Oh yeah, this is gone now. Huh? Yeah, because is that, whole, is that a whole area still there? I haven't been to Six Flags in like that whole area is there, but they. Is it just a it's walk still now? just dinosaurs. And I was like, what the? There's no dinosaur thing anymore. Now it's like weird movie tie-ins, you know, because it's six They don't flags. even have a dragon. I can go to that hill in the middle of town and there's a, they, got a, they got a dragon there. What are you talking <laughs> about? Andrew's Park? Is that Andrew's Park? No. Andrew's Park is like, no. I'm talking about like the place where everyone goes to for the fireworks. Andrew's so, Park? Is that Andrew's Park? That's my park, yeah. <laughs> That's my park. <laughs> it's my park. The one on Main Street. So it's like way the hell across town. Yes. Oh, I, that, thought, I thought Andrews Park was the one that I don't go to because they say crime happens there sometimes. No, that's the one the, here. Around the corner. Yeah. I thought that was called Andrews Park. But no. It's not. Okay. Uh, yeah. The uh, That's my park. That's, the, that's, lit- park, that's literally park. the park I live nearby is yeah. the one that has crime. Yay. But my park has. Yeah, Andrews, Andrews Park has a dragon. I thought that was cool for about three years. <laughs> it also has a Shakespearean uh, th- amphitheater. It does. That I've I've le- literally never seen anything performed on. Yeah, well, I, I assume you've never gone there for that purpose either. Well, no, but I'm saying like, I've been there for when they do like the the carnival 
They have a carnival that shows I'm up. I'm always there for fireworks and stuff. And by which I mean other people are there for fireworks and I'm with them. Yeah. Usually. The 4th of July stuff. I've been over fireworks for so long. <laughs> I, I've been I over just, them. I, I'm like, it's fine. All right. Yeah. I think it would. I wouldn't mind fireworks so much if it wasn't for the fact that the special effects suck. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I think one, because I have a dog. So. Oh, yeah. That, just, that, that, or that sours you on fireworks pretty yeah, hard. Yeah. It's it's like if you went to a if you went to a war veteran who has PTSD and you just started like popping off like we gunshots. Once, we once went out to the fireworks thing in the middle of town and our dog was at the house. And when it came back, the inside of the garage door, because they had a doggy door that lets them into the garage. Yeah. Uh, the inside of the garage door, like the screen door, was just covered in blood. Yeah. Because they were just clawed until just... they were bleeding on the door. I'm like, yeah. All right, man. Like, this happened. You you encounter this like three times a year, and you're like twelve. So it's like that's a lot of times. It's, I mean, <laughs> it, it's different just because of how how they perceive sound so much differently than us where our eardrums are like deafening that sound a lot more than a dog is like a dog is dog sound is hearing it like full capacity and that must be hell on earth because we're just doing it like keep doing it launch them launch them launch them and it's like Like dogs like like, all the time i would just stay home and just hold my dog basically because there's just like this like hundred pound labrador just losing its mind and just trembling in a corner and i'm like can't make them stop it's happened across the whole country <laughs> this is just this is the this is this is like uh what is it the purge yeah dog ears it's uh i've also being around your dog has severely diminished my expectations for dogs ability to learn because i've just been around when you're like oh and you're left for a bit and shadow will just sit there on top of the couch and stare at the door for hours yeah <laughs> until you come back and not do anything else and i'm like e- why like, go back to exploring the backyard and shit like you're doing when he's here even though, like like when yeah. you're here he'll just like wander around and do whatever the fuck but the moment you're gone he's like on vigil in case life is over or something i i and think I'm, he's and, and it never changes and he, it's been years yeah he's under the impression that like the moment i leave life ceases yeah and it's uh like my only worry is i don't know what i'll do when i what he'll do when i do leave mm-hmm. like actually not come back for a while like when yeah, i when i move planning on moving out yeah of country. when i move away like you can't just stay there forever it's gonna be doggy um, depression for like a week of just oh sitting yeah there when i was when he i was, might never leave he might be like seymour i think he will be uh when i was gone in france he was he's he did not uh for leave a whole week for a whole week he basically stayed at the couch except to get down and eat and drink and then would come back and sit at the couch again my sister God was like, damn. he wouldn't sleep with us. He would just wait there for you. And I was like, well, you're going to have to deal with <laughs> That's that. rough. Because yeah. you, were, you weren't even here when he moved in, were you? Hmm? Didn't they get Shadow when you were moving, living in Sacramento? Nope. I got him. Oh. I, I, but, I, that, but that whole time you were in Sacramento. I was living he here was, for a year when we had him. How did he take to you being gone for like a year? He wasn't attached to me. He was attached to my mom. Oh. Because it was her dog. So, uh, so when, uh, how does he act when you take him, when he's other people have him? Like, depends. Don't your, your grandparents take him and stuff? He likes being at my grandparents until the hype dies down until he goes like, okay, well, I've had fun hanging out with him. It's been great. I'm going to go home. Wait, where'd he go? And then he lays down in front of the door. He lays down in front of the door at your grandparents' yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You, your dog might be unusual for dogs. <laughs> yeah. Actually. 
it's okay. My dog has like an. Uh, well, for one, my do- I've been I been at home every like we, day. I, I I know for a fact that Angel would not just sit around all the time while we were gone because she would dig fucking holes. <laughs> she was busy. She yeah. had like dens all around the all around the backyard that she could lay in to be like slightly underground a little bit, <laughs> which I think is supposed to be a weather thing. For, yeah, like the heat and stuff to like that. Cool you off. Yeah. Like we have plenty of overhangs, and we have like the garage she has access to, and we right. had like those are human things. Multiple locations <laughs> that sh- that she had sh- shade and stuff like that. But she would go out into the pure out into the sunlight and dig a hole to lay in, which I think the mud helps. But yeah, she'd just do that all the time. Yeah. So she clearly wasn't just staring at the door all the time. Yeah, I think um, I think it's because he I think because Shadow's so spoiled with the idea that I'm here every day, and because mm-hmm. I, since I work from home and I don't leave. He's, he's not used to you leaving yeah, every day. He's not used to me leaving ever. If I yeah. do leave, it's like a it's an event. Like, why did he go? Where is he going? Like, it just mm-hmm. it baffles him. Daddy's got to get more fire sticks. Yeah, it's like something something about him about me leaving is like a, a unusual for him. But uh, I mean, and and it was like that even with uh, with my mom, where he wouldn't he wouldn't be depressed if she left. Mm-hmm. He would just come into the garage and hang out and just wait. And then when she got home, he was like, oh, yeah, she's back home. Great. But, like, for some reason, he has this, like, some kinetic bond with me where he has to, like, he needs to be around me. And Clearly, he just doesn't love your sister enough. <laughs> no. And which is funny because I'll, I'll sleep and I'll wake up and he's not in my room. I'm like, where'd he go? And he's just sleeping in her room. I'm like, well, what the fuck? So you, you, you don't care when I'm asleep. Like, the moment I pass out, he's like, well, he's here. He'll stay here. I can, I can roam about freely. But like the moment, like right now, he's not in this room. Yeah, he's doing he's other things. Not around. Yeah, but the moment, the if I got up and I put my shoes on, freaking out, he'll be he'll be sitting there looking at me like, don't please don't please don't leave. I I I don't know what happened. We can work it out. Can I come I'm with sorry, you? Sorry, I yeah. didn't mean it. Yeah, usually usually he sits there in anticipation, waiting me for waiting for me to tell him he can come with me. And sometimes I will bring him with me because it makes him feel better. <laughs> But, um, yeah. Makes him not lose his mind. Yeah, and I also just feel bad sometimes because the moment I leave, like, the moment I close the door and lock it, he just starts screaming bloody murder. And I just feel bad. Jesus. Like, because I feel bad that it's like, I, I mean, I'm going to be gone for and like he's a so minute. unfazed by other people because I'll come in sometimes and he'll freak out for a second and then it's not you. Yeah. And so he goes right back to staring at the door <laughs> and I'm just in a house with this dog that's staring at a door and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's, I've never seen another dog that like just doesn't give a fuck. He well, <laughs> it's it's just that's that that is there's some weird instinct level going on. Yeah, there. That's, that's he can't get past. No, I mean at its core, we are that is like the truest bond is that we are we are like uh, a pack, and it cannot be broken. But will <laughs> well, it won't because I won't be dead. But uh, he's just gonna feel you feel you from afar. Yes. Uh, I'll just get one of those camera things that you can like put treats in and then uh, you can show your face on the screen and be like, hello, dog. And then you can give him a treat <laughs> and, and it lose his mind. He'll break it. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably just break it eventually. Like, where he, is he? He did get a uh, he gets upset because he like he doesn't like he's, he has a weird thing where he doesn't like looking at phones. Yeah. He uh, for, for some reason, he doesn't like uh, phones or phone screens. He gets like really skittish about it where he's like, no, 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 don't point it at me. Um, so like it's weird. Yeah. But uh, so when we like I tried doing uh, FaceTime basically with my sister when I was in France and he wouldn't like he would just like turn his face away from the screen like he won't look at it. But like if I w- but the moment I would say something and he could hear it, he'd be like, 
where is he? <laughs> but also, he's still yeah, like, but he won't look at the screen. I'm like, I'm right. Look at the damn screen. And he just like, but where is he? And I'm like, look at the God damn it. <laughs> it's like an old person. We are like, grandma, grandma, the screen. She's like, huh? Are you in the bathroom? No, grandma, the screen. <laughs> like, how do I turn this off? <laughs> yeah, but he, uh, yeah, but he like, he, he's very. I, I imagine I'll just have to do that every now and again when I move. I'll just have to check in with him and be like, hey, buddy, I'm still alive. And he'll be like, oh, thank God. When are you coming home? And it's like, mm, bye. <laughs> One way to really fuck with your sister was to, was, would be to set up, like, speakers around the house that will just, like, periodically make your voice play in, like, different rooms. And Shadow will freak out and sprint over there <laughs> and, like, just ruin your sister's day. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of fucked up to the dog, though. Like, I don't want to, like, n- like really... Yeah, that would be fucked up. Uh, he the, the, the one thing I remember I had to do was... Um, I had to be very stern about was my... My, uh, my sister used to... She would sometimes be a fucking cunt. And she would, she would ask my dog, like, where's, you know, where's your mom? Where's your mom? And he would, like, he would kind of sit there and be like where and then be sad because he like he knew he knows she's like not there anymore and he would like he would he would get excited going like and then like thinking she might be home from work and then realize like oh wait no she she never is coming home and then would be depressed and i was like would you fuck off like why are you doing that so your sister would tease your dog about your mom's death yes afterwards yes so your whole family is just kind of fucked up yeah and I would get so mad. I'd be like, don't fucking do that to him. That's fucked like, up. You're not just the odd one. <laughs> it's just I don't know your sister enough to know what, what, the way she's fucked up. <laughs> uh, look, it's you, you can't think me. You can't think I am an irregular, irregularity here. Like, it's just I'm too I'm too fucked up to be like, no, nah, this is it can't be just this one lone wolf here. It's like the whole clan must be fucked up. That's how it is. So anyway, once upon a time, I uh, was accidentally tricked into a roller coaster ride. Wait. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. We never never discussed that. How do you get tricked into a roller coaster? Uh, When they're in disguise. Uh, I mean, (laughs) okay. Okay. uh, Uh, I was at Universal Studios. All right. Uh, Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Okay. Carry on. Did you you guess the ride already? Mm -hmm. So I rode the Jurassic Park ride, which is a surprise. (laughs) Because the Jurassic Park ride is like a metaphor for the movie. Because <laughs> you're like having a fun... It's just a really chill like raft ride. Yeah. Where there's a bunch of dumb animatronic robot dinosaurs, dinosaurs everywhere. Being like, I'm a dinosaur. And I, my head moves a little bit. And that's it. And you wander down a road kind of. Yeah. I think you're even on a track the whole time. Or you might be on a road. You might be a, you might be a raft that latches uh, onto a track eventually. You're, you're on a pseudo track. So, it, well, you've never been to Disneyland. It's like it's a small no. world where it's. I, bet, there's I went to a, Disneyland when I was like eight. Yeah. So my dad currently views that as wasted money because I don't remember any of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you never bring a child under the age of like 10, 11 to Disneyland because they won't fucking remember it. But childhood doesn't Happy matter. Childhood. It doesn't matter because you can bring them to any fucking <laughs> it music park. Matter. It probably doesn't matter. No. You can literally bring them to fucking like the zoo. I've literally never tried to go to Disneyland. That's probably for the best. All of my teenage years or adult years or anything. Like, it's just never been like, I want to go to Great America and Disneyland and go to South, Southern California to do 
a slightly different version of this experience i'm not really that into anyway yeah but so you were on the jurassic park ride yeah which for the longest time is just a river raft thing yes. it's like it's a small world practically but with dinosaurs everywhere and then out Sounds of nowhere, lovely. it turns into like what feels like a 300 foot drop <laughs> yes. straight down. Yeah. It's like a T-Rex pops out and you go down and it's just horrifying. I was on the opposite end of that. <laughs> if, if it makes you feel better. I was taken. I was shocked by the sheer amount of fucking water that comes out when you fall. Because as a kid, I had never I didn't ever know what the Jurassic Park ride was. And I thought it was like Disneyland has Splash Mountain where you just, you know, it's a water log ride and then you get to the very top and it just drops you like 300 feet. And that's that's it. But at Disneyland, you're there's such a distance from Mm -hmm. the drop zone that when you when people see you, you're just like, oh, there's a person dropping. And then that's it. So I went up to the rail and I was like, oh, there's people dropping. Huh? and it's just like a fucking torrent of water <laughs> you just get down yeah. and, and i was like ride. oh no the ride punishes the viewers too <laughs> and it was just it was over have you done that ride yeah yeah but a little too late because you go to the ride and they sell ponchos there and i was yeah. like well what the fuck do i need this for? <laughs> like i already got the worst end of it it's but i can only compare the experience to like the ending of Toy Story 3, where they, they go in and they just see the, like, oh, that's where we're going to die. Yeah. Like, there's the death hole where we're going to die. Like, that's, you're just doing this ride and out of nowhere, you just look down at this impossible drop. Oh, especially if you don't like heights. It sounds amazing. It's, like I had an actual moment, like, in A Way Out, where the where vision is warping. Yeah. Like, it looks like, it feels like an impossible height. And you're like, I don't have, we weren't this high. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> like this is this is now high we were. Are we thinking with portals? <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah. And, and they trick you with the water ride because you're going up at a at a degree that you don't notice because it's exactly. ever so slightly. But also there's the trap of like first of all, you're going down so fast you physically feel yourself lift off the seat. Yes. And those is, seats are not built for you to terrifying. be stuck into them like a roller coaster. They're yeah. just like a bar that comes down so you, f- you, you literally feel, feel yourself, yourself like, float oh, in the okay. air above <laughs> like, the seat, yeah. which is terrifying. Yeah. But also, I just remember specifically having my eyes open at first, then having them closed, and then having the thought I'm still falling. <laughs> <laughs> like it just keeps going it does. It does. and then finally crash water and shit like that and it's like yeah that leaves an Im- that leaves an imprint. Yeah. <laughs> that rush especially when you're not expecting it. You have there's no there's no visual preparation for how severe that is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because no. when you walk up to the ride you see the splash zone but it's just like it's just a little like it's all within it looks like a barn like it's yeah. completely enclosed with shit and you can't see what the dimensions of the ride are in any way all you know is that at some point at the end they go Vush. i'm like i i know what pirates of the caribbean is it's like whatever yeah which is probably the that's probably why i don't like roller coasters or any like things that have falls in them is i was on pirates of the caribbean when i went to disneyland and that's the only thing I remember. <laughs> really? That was uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is the ride. Uh, my grandma's the same way. She mm-hmm. uh, she has no she hates roller coasters. Yeah. And the role and the thing that actually got her onto that track of like, I fucking don't tolerate roller coasters is Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Because of that one first drop where it tricks you, where it goes like, it's like, darn me, mateys, you're ready for a ride. All right. Buckle your boots and let's go. And you're like, okay, weird pirate shit. Well, fuck. And you're just like, everything's great. It's like, oh, it's just a weird 
sideshow thing that's happening around yeah. us and then it's like weird drops happening in darkness yeah <laughs> it's like it's like the whole sh- rides a bamboozle and this is like a weird kidnapping venture it, it is where you just go into a truck and they take you because like, you start i mean you start pirates in like the most mundane florida bayou ever where it's like there's like literally a guy stringing a little banjo animatronic and you're like this is a stupid kid ride i guess and you see a skull and you're like oh that's funny and just you're gone. And there's another point it does it too where you're like, oh, I get oh, you like you think you you get this like, okay, I'm hardened. I've Just experienced those feelings of like going around on a track that a door opens to like a 45 degree plus degree angle like into darkness and you're yeah. like, I don't know where we're going or what's going to happen yeah. and I'm eight. <laughs> I that was my my first my first roller coaster in my life was at Disneyland, but it wasn't Pirates, it was mm-hmm. Space Mountain. And I remember like my my father was like, well, let's go on Space Mountain. I was like, well, that's a ride that's really dark. You know, it's all pitch black. You can't see literally anything. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. That's kind of scary. And he's like, okay, I understand. And so we we started walking because it's in like the uh, space area or whatever, like Tomorrowland. And so it was like, I want to go look at the invention. He's like, okay, let's do that. So we're walking that way. And he goes like, oh, I forgot something. I was like, what did you forget? And he grabs me by my neck. And he goes like, I forgot to ride Space Mountain. And he just takes me onto Space Mountain. And... <laughs> <laughs> great father uh he and so he sits me like he sits me down on it and he just grabs you by the neck pathetic <laughs> yeah pretty much and he sits me on it and we just it's you know it's too late we've strapped in and it's it's really bright in the first area and i was like okay so i like was kind of nervous like okay well as you know it's pretty bright i guess it's okay yeah. the moment you pass through the first like in the dark area you're like well this is kind of creepy and then you hit the drop you're like i had no i had no idea mm-hmm. i i just my body can't prepare for a thing it doesn't know, and it's like, and the rest, the rest of the ride is just like left, for, for right. A thing it doesn't know. Yeah, and you can't, you can't see any of it, so you're just flying at a million miles an hour, and all you see is white blurs, and you're like, I think I'm just dying. Like, I just don't get it. And it, am I sliders? Yeah, and then the end is like a terrible tube of flashing lights of like strobe lights, and you're like, I wish I had a seizure so I could forget. Is Space Mountain based on Space Odyssey or anything? No, it's just based on. Being a shitty astronaut and flying a spaceship incorrectly, I guess. Hmm. It looks, uh, I, I think it's. You know, I've only ever been on roller coaster type things that are like pretend surprises. Yeah. Where it's like it's an indoor it thing that turns out to be a thing. I've literally never gone on an open air roller coaster thing because I'm like, no, I can see it. You can't trick me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't even gone on a Ferris wheel. Really? You yeah. don't like Ferris wheels because of the heights either? Yeah. Interesting, because you can't really nope. see down from like the you same can perspective. See enough, I'm pretty sure. I guess it depends I'm, on the Ferris I'm, wheel. I'll go on like the Gravitron or like the weird like that really fast like there's three prongs spinning, but the three prongs also have three prongs. Yeah, it's on them. Like I'll yeah. go on that shit, and I'm like, yeah, let's do this shit. shit. I'm gonna go on the Graviton. I'm, Gravitron. I'm gonna go upside down on the wall. Fuck it. But I'm not, I hate that fucking I'm thing. I'm cool with that shit. How? I don't want to go up. <laughs> I don't want to go up. <laughs> it's everything else is fine. That's I love the ri- I actually I genuinely enjoy enough to do it multiple times. The like the river raft at a uh, Marine World. Where you just go up the you go up and you wait through the obnoxiously long line and you get in like it's a yeah. it's a circular like bumper car style thing. Where it seats like six people, and it's, that has no control over which direction it's going to be Doesn't facing it have as drops it goes down. It? No, not really. It has like. Is it just a lazy it has, river? It, well, it has like it has like rush moments where it's like ooh, whoosh, like there you like go down. Oh, okay, a that's here a little more. Like I'm, right. I, I ski. I can take like going down a hill a little bit yeah. here and there. 
Uh, it's hydro- also not- people can shoot you. Oh yeah, there's water guns. <laughs> there's water. I guns. was like, "What are you talking about?" And I'm like, "I was like, uh, hunters at I, I was making a crossover about like deer yeah. hunting and ski resorts. Yeah, the water guns like, that you just could a horrible like... accident. Sonny and Cher didn't actually run. They didn't, they didn't hit a tree. A hunter got him. <laughs> he thought he was a deer on skis. <laughs> yeah, they have the what's it called? Yeah, they're the water guns, and you can actually hit people yeah, with which them. They charge money for. They do. You have to put like a quarter in or something, and then you can sit there and press buttons to shoot water at people that are trying to take that go down the ride. <laughs> yeah. It's like you thought you weren't gonna get wet, huh? It, it's interesting because I think Disneyland California has a, a rapids ride, yeah, but they added a giant drop to it. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, nope. Yeah, that's why I was I, in my head. I was like, how could you ride that? Uh, no, ride? it's just rocking around a lot and yeah. spinning, and some of you get and it's uh, every time it's a Russian roulette of who's going to be the one that that's on the side of the raft that goes into yeah. the waterfalls because <laughs> like, I... the waterfalls are hit randomly placed and the thing rotates differently every time just chaos theory nonsense physics yeah and it's just you don't know sometimes everyone gets waterfalled sometimes one guy gets waterfalled like six times <laughs> and it's great <laughs> yeah those uh i'm not against rides it's just there's, there's such a fixation with roller coasters that they're yeah. like 80 percent of the rides well it's I'm like, thrill I'm it's like, like the most I'm, thrilling I'm like, aren't they the same <laughs> my my are they different they are different my only thing about roller coasters there's like only a couple of things i don't like and one of them is upside down yeah. I don't tolerate I don't tolerate people like I don't mind going really fast, hitting corners that are clearly too fast and you know doing the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I don't like people like giving the middle finger to gravity because I feel like gravity will bite you at some point and it will find a way. I don't know how, but it yeah. will. And I've seen too many I've seen again Six that's Flags. Why, that's why I like too to stay many, near the ground where no, yeah. one, no one dies on those rides. I've seen too Unless many, they like walk into them or something. Yeah. Like, I don't, some people fall into them. Like, some people fall off of them. Like I think of like that one at, at uh, Six Flags where it's like it's a roller coaster, but it's like an indoor thing. And all it does is go in a small circle and go vroom, vroom, really fast yeah. up and down. Like I don't think anyone's died on that. No. But that has the that gives you this like the similar feelings you are going for from a roller coaster because you're going up and down hills really yeah. rapidly and shit but you're not going like a hundred feet into the air and being like let's roll the dice <laughs> i had a i went i remember going to disneyland with my father and there's a there's a ride there called the uh fuck what is it the uh, railroad something shit i don't remember the name of it now because i never ride it it's the it's one it's basically like what you're talking about where it's like whoa, whoa, but it's like um it's a roller coaster but it doesn't go high or anything it just goes in a circle basically yeah and it's just really fucking like left and right jarring like it will almost hurt you at some point because it's just too much and uh i remember going and i went with my family and my my father had like kidney stones he like had severe pain on like one of the days Let's just shake some and, of these loose <laughs> yeah and we went to the doctor and the doctor was like ride the fucking ride it will get rid of your kidney stones and the guy, like, I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking? And he's not lying. Like, my, my dad was, like, seriously better from it. And the ride is just, like, throwing you left. And so he just sat in his own seat and just took it all. He didn't, like, didn't care. He just, like, took every hit as hard as he could. Fine. Didn't have any kidney stones no more. Because he just, but I mean, his bruise is fuck on both sides. But he's like, he was fine. He's like, oh, I don't have to do that. I was like, I, I mean, weighing my options, I'd rather be hurt. I'd rather have bruises and a kidney stone, but like, I mean, probably. But that's but insane Jesus to me that you Christ. built a ride like that. Why would you build a ride that jarring? It can unhinge <laughs> kidney stones. Like, what the that's fuck? Terrifying. It's a yeah, um, what is it? I actually won a bet of sorts because of uh, the gravitron. Oh, 
because mixed with the fact that like i just don't seem to get motion sickness that's handy like ever like i've been reading and playing video games in cars my whole life yeah same here up until i became an adult and then was driving them and then that never happened again. and then i was driving and playing video games <laughs> <laughs> Like that whole part, I'd always be reading manga or playing Game Boy or something, and it was just not a big deal. Yeah. But like so many people get motion sick for so many things, or like we go on like these fishing trips, and I'm like, I'm bored because I'm fishing, but the boat doesn't bother me. And everyone else is like, I'm dying because boat, and it's like rocking yeah. and it's storming. Like I'm, and everyone's like dying from motion sickness and everything. And I'm like, I'm like, what else? And uh, so I, I we were do, we were doing a thing of like who could do the gravitron the most times in a row. And it just wasn't phasing me. That's impressive. And I'm just like, whatever. I, everyone else was like, they can't do it anymore. And like, I'm like, am I melting now? And like all these other things. And I'm like, I. Eh? I think the one time I did the gravitron, I it was another one of those like the upside down. Like I don't, I didn't get the motion sickness from it. It was the like I just have a thing about gravity. And like, <laughs> it, like I saw people standing up because you know it gets to a point where it's so fast. Or like you could just stand up and it's fine because it's like you're going so fast, like it's pushing you against it. I was like, this is not yeah. okay. You're like defying something, and something's gonna punish you at some point. And like you, not, would s- not really though. No, it doesn't. Um, it, it won't because by the time you start slowing down, it's fine. Well, that's the thing. Like the, it's such a straightforward thing about physics is that it can't suddenly stop. Yeah. Which is the only way you'd fall. Well, no. I just suddenly stop. I just mean like. It can only stop gradually, at which point it's like, oh, no, I'm kind of leaning. And it's like at burst, you would like not get in position in time and kind of like awkwardly slide up on the floor. Yeah. But like you're not going to fall over or anything. No, I was more worried. I'm way more worried that the fact that you're at a carnival and it's a carnival ride. So the whole thing might just explode or something. That's what I mean. Like gravity will find a way. My biggest complaint about those things is the fact that the the music's just deafeningly loud. Yeah. Every time in a Gravitron, and I think that's because they want to hide all the machine sounds. Oh, yeah, those machines. Because those things, it's going to sound horrible when it's running without music. When you see it, when you hear it from the outside, it's kind of like just terrifying to look at, too, where you're like, this could just go bad. Like, some, I think, I think amusement park rides are just, if you, from a, from a third party Uh, perspective. How many many deaths do we get at the Dixon Mayfair? Enough? Do we have? A, is there? Do we have a count? Uh, we do. Check we, out the newspapers. There is actually a tally. Is um, there a tally? Yeah, they do keep tallies of that. Um, there's a, but there's what's it called? There, there's like something like a, if you how were. How many th- of them are people going to the rides, and how many of them are employees bludgeoned to death because of all the bullshit ring toss things and stuff like that? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Where somebody finally just snaps at all the really bullshit games. I mean, at least they're not. It's not like as bad as Six Flags, where they have literally they like have an entire like a almost mi- baseball stadium. We set up like, mirrors to lie to you. Yeah, but they like but like Six Flags has like literally a soccer field size of just carnival games, and you're like, this is just welcome to scam. Like yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the blight town of fucking scams, where you're like, no matter where you look, everyone's stealing your money. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I remember when I used to get as a kid, I got so hyped about this one thing that was always at like carnivals and stuff because they'd have like that one trailer they drag around that is like, it's basically like a shiny futuristic like legend like 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 a, a city of tomorrow version of like Hidden Temple. 
Oh, okay, yeah. It's, like, it's got the weird step things that are moving around, and the Hall of yep. Mirrors, and like 500 different moving parts everywhere. And like and the like door a, is like a spin, or the exit's just, like a spinning thing. It's just like a really like, weird, like, yeah. powered obstacle course thing. <laughs> yeah. And as a kid, that's the hypest shit. It's cool. <laughs> that is like the coolest thing. As an adult, it's so cool. It's it's not bad. No. You're definitely suddenly more aware that like, this is literally like a trailer they drag around from one place to place. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I can see like the hitch and everything. Like, this is just on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> like, as a kid, you don't question how there's just weird stand up buildings everywhere. And this non-building area that's just in the, a dirt lot <laughs> yeah, it's also like as an adult you realize like your motor skills are way too fine-tuned for this ride a lot like suddenly where you're like oh as a kid like the only advantage you, you have is being... running it yeah it's like uh, yeah i think i went on one i think i walked on one when i was older once and i got to the powered step part and i was literally just moving one foot at a time and they, they would meet each other and so it was like a platformer level. Yeah. It's like be, the two sides would be staggering and stuff like that. But there'd always be a point where the two steps are level with each other. So I would literally just put my foot slightly out and back in to adjust to the new step each time. And I was literally not making, I was not bending my knees and I'd go up the whole staircase. Yeah. I'm like, well, this is an interesting experience. <laughs> it's like an automatic ladder. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas a kid, it's like, whoa, this is crazy. How do I get up yeah. this? And it's like, no, this is. This is this is Mario. <laughs> yeah, everything becomes really like as an adult, you start realizing like everything I could I could not fathom as a child is now just second nature to me as an adult. Yeah. Um, except for you know what the only thing isn't second nature for people is the fucking things at the airports. Those uh few like the few, um uh Jetsons sidewalks. The es- like the escalator. Um, they're called moving sidewalks. Moving I think. sidewalks, I think, or when whatever. Just, when they're just flat. People don't get them. They don't just get... They just don't get it. They don't understand what they're there for. Because they stop on them? They stop on them. Yeah. They're not meant to be stopped on. Mm-hmm. For those of you not... It's, it's meant to make you go somewhere faster than walking normally. Yes. For those of you who are aware, an escalator is something you can stand on if you are an asshole. But an escalator <laughs> is not meant to be stood on. It's supposed to be climbed on because the idea is that it is taking you to the destination faster than walking up static staircases. To be fair, I think most people stand still on escalators. They do, but and it's just Whereas become accepted. Fewer people, uh, fewer people stand still on moving sidewalks. But here's the thing. When you're standing on any kind of automatic moving platform, yeah. make room for people who aren't you. Mm-hmm. You need to not stand in the way. Which is an airport problem because everyone has bags. Yes, like but you can everywhere. put them behind you. Yeah, and it's it's so it, it but it's hilarious to see people who are unaccustomed to them because they'll walk on those things and they'll like lurch, and, <laughs> and then the moment that they're no longer on them, like the moment they walk off of them, they start realizing like I'm literally moving too fast, like I'm walking way too fast for no reason, and they like I see them do the thing where they're like doing a cartoon like. Whoa, 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 the speed transition feels really weird when you, especially when you have a bag and everything yeah it's just like you you're suddenly moving at a different speed when you get to the end of it and it's just wrong <laughs> it, I, it reminds me of the feeling of playing like guitar hero for too long or rock band and then like you look at a wall and you see the wall crawl <laughs> yeah like it's that kind of weird distortion yes. of how you see things it's it's an experience like, if you haven't done it before that's a real thing that happens if you yeah. play music games that have that scrolling the highway and you play them for too long you will look at something else and see it move when it's not moving yeah it's like a weird impossible optical illusion where it you swear you see it moving continually and yet it's not actually stretching because your you, eyes are set to keep yeah going you're, up you're and seeing down. like a fake motion somehow yeah. it's weird it's weird but uh 
it's just yeah I, I i don't know that kind of shit infuriates me i hate people who just <laughs> don't know how to use those things well, i could have never predicted where this podcast was gonna go we were like i don't even have topics or whatever yeah. like, we got questions i guess or whatever i'm like hi oh let's go <laughs> i literally like you started off with a ramones i half-assed referenced them ramones and we went to santa cruz to theme parks to emotional abuse of animals it's back to theme parks yeah <laughs> it's a roller coaster <laughs> and we're already like an hour in <laughs> So let's see. Let's do some questions then. Most we we've, we've looked at some of these, and these are like questions we've all we've already answered before. Yeah, like recently. Yes. So let's see. This is by Catboy Connoisseur. Uh, I've fallen into a dark place. So what's the worst relationship you ever been in? Why why do I got to go there into a dark place with you? What happened? Misery loves company. I guess. Catboy company. Speaking of. You invited this. He's here. He's here because of you. Well, at least he knows you, what he's supposed to do. Nico Gishi player. You caused it. I'm not well, talking about your dog. That he's not. He's not on camera. That means he doesn't exist. Oh, okay. So let's see. What's the worst relationship? I don't. Uh, uh, all of them. <laughs> like, I don't really know how to explain that. Really, it's it's kind of like a it's an unfair assessment because you're basically you're judging other relationships based on qualities and good points that other people brought that other people didn't have and i can't really do that fairly i can't say like well this person did these things that were great but they also did these things that sucked which is why we're not together anymore but this other person did things that were great but they did these things that sucked which is why we're not together anymore so we, <laughs> like, we already covered before the subject of like i was in a relationship where the other person like was planning on breaking it off for like an incredibly long time and just not and i was yeah. like getting them gifts and stuff like that and like there's this ongoing thing where it's like it's that thing we talked about this idea like it retroactively poisons things and like i think i think we i think we in, in, talked about the whole subject of like how it's selfish to behave that way because you're literally just hurting somebody more in the long run yeah if for your own selfish gain of not having to deal with it basically yeah and in that, that, like that kind of stuff uh my worst relationship is probably when I was transitioning from middle school to high school and I kind of just was in a relationship with somebody because I just kind of said yes or whatever. Have you ever been like in an official relationship? Not generally, no. Okay. But like this was, but like. Because every time you mention a relationship, you're like in a relationship. I'm like, what? You, everyone <laughs> is an air quote. Do you have like an actual. Uh, well, this one's especially in air quotes <laughs> because it was talking about middle school to high school. But it's just I have a story, so it's why I'm going with this oh, one because okay. it's podcastable and uh, shit. All right, because uh, I I met up just wondering. God. I met up with them. It was somebody I met in middle school, and I, they just were hype about the idea of being in a relationship or whatever. The so fuck. somebody met in eighth grade, and then you're transitioning. Yeah, to and we went grade. to high school afterwards, okay. and and that was when I'm just like I'm so sick of this person, and they're just like an erratic, crazy, lunatic person. But also, I don't want to deal with the fallout of breaking up with them. And so it became like Metal Gear High School, where I would start like finding different secret places to hang out during uh, lunch. So you were doing the thing that you were complaining about someone else doing, which is like, not breaking up with the person? Yeah, but also like we weren't in a... It's like, I really do put air quotes about the relationship in general. <laughs> Like, we didn't ever really do anything. You didn't agree to it, this? It seems like more of like... It seems like more like I was just it was like a high school only relationship basically so you mean it was like we were at when we're on it's campus like it, yeah. we're together but like it, the moment it, we leave we we don't even talk yeah. about each other so i don't feel like the same way about this as i want to talk about the other stuff because like it's not like 
Like there was it, no outside it wasn't interaction coming up outside yeah. of high school. It was almost like a play or something. It's like play relationship. It's felt like. it's like a social status. Yeah, like you're putting on a you're putting just on said airs yes to a thing because it's probably social awkwardness anyway. Uh, and they would like weirdly dote on me and be obsessive and strange a lot. And I don't know. That's a thing that reoccurs sometimes. Uh, and I would just go away, basically. Okay. Uh, I would. I kept hiding. I, I basically just became more familiar with different circles of friends that I already had than the one I was hanging out with before because she was with those people and she was just fucking clingy and weird all day. And I just would go off to other places and I was just like, I just, I, just, I, I, I don't. Like, she seemed unhinged and bizarre and like the type of person, like, there was a genuine, con- there might be a genuine concern that about like leaving uncovered drinks around her and stuff like that. Like, oh. Okay. She's getting involved in things. I think she eventually left the high school to go get her GED, like, next door. Oh, she went to the, like, the, so that was, the building? So that's yeah. how she kind of disappeared eventually. But it was, like, it was the weirdest stuff. I had multiple encounters where, like, what is it? At one point, I was at Andrews Park with her and somebody else. And that person was hitting on her. And I'm like, please take her. <laughs> like, just let this happen. <laughs> and I think she wanted me to, like, fight for her or something. I'm like... This is like it's, it's this has never been a real relationship, I and mean, I, I can't, like, I literally have not been known how to get rid of her. <laughs> and she seemed odd enough that I was like genuinely thinking, like, if I break things off with her directly, like, she will like stab lose me, lose her goddamn yeah. mind. Like, she was the strangest person, and it was always it was literally every part about this was a mistake, basically. And I was just waiting for it to go away. Uh, it was just weird. Yeah, that sounds... I don't think I've... I've. Well, I've technically only had one person that was like that, but it was more they didn't... They didn't... Also, she understand. moved She moved on to Joe. Did, did <laughs> that, she? That's how I met Joe. <laughs> that's the entire reason I know who Joe is, is because this girl tried to move on to Joe. I don't know if it happened for sure, or if it was like a weird play at jealousy again or something, but... That's how I know Joe in the first place. So he must have at least been aware of her and the situation on some vague level for some pe- brief period of time, even if it never went anywhere. Just because that's the only reason I know who he is, <laughs> is that back in high school, <laughs> this happened. <laughs> God, now I'm trying to think who that is. It's Kara. It's not helpful. I don't know. I don't remember the her. names of I don't know. If, I don't know if he will even I, remember her at this point because I don't know what if what happened or what. But it's the only reason I know him. And then he comes up again later because I started hanging out with you. I'm like, oh, it's Joe, uh, the one who cured me of Kara at some point because I never saw her again. I'm really trying to like figure out if I remember seeing a, like a person, like a girl that Joe dated, that was like clearly unstable. Yeah, I don't know. And she might be fine now. All I know is that as a middle schooler, high schooler, I was just generally she was just a cringy high schooler. And I yeah, said, hi, yeah. I mean, everyone sucks back then. Yeah, and it's some, fine. And some of them suck it less just, now. It just like ba- <laughs> not me. It just baffles me because uh, I'm no, trying to like. You were proud of yourself. You did that eight years later meme or whatever the fuck, and you were like, "Look, I'm all better now. I hate myself less and shit." So you can't be like, you can't say not me. Did I say I hate myself less? You said something like that. You said you were like, "Look at that, look at it, look at that guy. Like he's all bonier now, but full full of less self hatred or something like that." It was your post. Yeah, like I think like eight years ago, I wasn't full of self hatred. I was looking into doing that picture, and I was like, mostly like, I don't think I even have like pictures. Oh, over that. Like, I can like, chronicle well. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think that, that, that I still, you know what? I don't, I don't take selfies every week. You know what like the you worst do? part was? I, well, that, I like myself. I, the, the, the worst part was I wasn't, uh, that eight years later, I still wasn't in school. 
Yeah. Yeah. The reveal that you've been out of school for so long that eight years ago you were already out of school. Yeah, because it was a it was an eight years later, so it was twenty ten to twenty. All those people that are doing that that they were doing that trend were all people that were like there's like, Oh, look how I've changed since middle school or whatever the yeah. fuck is and it's like both of us have been out of school for longer than that. Yeah, I was well I was in I was in college. I'm I've been out of school since two thousand seven, so you missed me by like three years, so I have no excuse to be cringy at twenty ten. Yeah. But I was instead but, you were almost identical. Yeah. Uh, 2010 is funny because it's like that's one year before all this shit starts. Yeah, we've been doing this for so long that it's a uh, it's 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 hitting the the time period of like a life changing meme period. <laughs> Pretty much, it's yeah. I'm I'm trying to think though. Like my, I think the what is want, the, I think the worst relationship I've ever I mean, been. If you in, want to revisit one of Andrew's relationships, you can go way back in the way back machine in the podcast playlist or on the one? SoundCloud, oh. and you can listen to the episode called "The Skeleton Key." Oh yeah, that one. Where, well, you, where you talk about locking people out of doors, including the, how you ended a relationship. <laughs> I she just and, didn't take. Uh, she I didn't believe Wander and Bird were there, and it was like three years ago. It was in yeah. That podcast. No, it was more than three years ago. No, the podcast. Oh. Yeah, the podcast more was three years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say that relationship was more than three years ago. Um, I no, I want to say my that was around the time of like FNAF being around and the dumb yeah. joke of like I survived the Chuck E. Cheese massacre and stuff like oh really old early podcast quotes. Yeah, we're getting close to a hundred of these. I think some point, someday we'll get we there. Did, we did four of the original podcast. Yeah. Oh shit! It gets even crazy if you think about other stuff like uh, dual sticks. Th- yeah. I don't know how many episodes of Sit and Discuss and Dual Sticks there were, but then there was four episodes of the podcast with Bird and Wander way back in the day. Yeah, the Sadcast. There's four episodes of Sadcast, 14 episodes of the Untitled Podcast that was yeah. just called The Podcast. And then uh, I did like 50 or something with Bird and Wander and stuff. And, then, and now we're up to 10 and ish yeah. on this one now. And it's like, we're getting up there. Yeah. None of these stick around. <laughs> no, but maybe this one we'll will see. forever. Who knows? Maybe maybe this will be our vlog brothers relationship, where what you're across, you live across the world, and our only communication is a two hour podcast every week. That would be ridiculous with all of the with all of the nice chemistry of being in the same room stripped away. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a stark reminder of how much it's uh, how different it is to do like the stuff we do versus the stuff I do with Wander and yeah. what the energy levels are like and how human interaction changes in those contexts is the moment this podcast transitions to being an online podcast yeah it, it will just, be like it'll it'll probably feel completely different instantly yes it's like i i i like i don't like doing online well at least let's plays or podcasts and everything you still like, got like six months of it so frustrating the uh yeah no I, I would think my worst relationship was the one where i wasn't technically the boyfriend were you like the third person? Yes. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Oh boy. Yeah, where I was basically oh the the what what do they call those? Um I'm trying the, to think the of the mister, I guess. I don't know because it's like I'm not oh, a mistress, but I'm I was trying to think of the term they use for like the person who sleeps with the wives of military people while they're gone. Like there's a really there's a really fucked there's a term oh, for that really fucked up thing. Yeah. Was the first thing um, that was coming to mind? Yeah, it wasn't like that. No. I mean, I wasn't, well, he wasn't military, but the, uh, it's basically the same concept and where I was like, I was expected to be doing boyfriend things, but mm-hmm. I wasn't the boyfriend. And then I got to a point where I was like, wait a second. No, 
<laughs> like, I don't have to do this because I'm not obligated to by your contractual obligation with this other person. Yeah. So I was like, I don't have to. And then it didn't go well. I don't have to be your boyfriend. Yeah. Well, then it turned out, then it turned a whole thing. And, of then, like, and then you locked her out of your garage. <laughs> no, then her boyfriend found out. Oh. Yeah. Was that fun? For yep. her? I don't know. Not for, for me. I didn't care. I mean, he wasn't going to do anything. Oh, just nothing. Nothing. Well, no, he was like a five foot kid. And I did was like, go, almost... did it just go away? Uh, no, it like a lot of people, it kind of turned into like one of those implosions where it was like part of a friend group. So everyone just kind of like, like kind of split apart and you, people like chose sides and nobody chose my side because I was the, the one that was like <laughs> the side person. I wasn't the victim in that situation. I wasn't the one that like was oh, cheated so you, on. You lose friends over that? Yeah. Oh, but I was fine with it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fine. It was worth it. Um, but the uh, it doesn't, what does it matter if you if you're that pathetically petty where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe this one person who was involved in the affair and the other person who's involved in the affair. I'm not gonna pick the other person. Only this person involved in the affair. It's like both people are bad people. If you're really gonna make judgments here, then I don't care about you. Well, yeah, the the girl like, isn't any like more yeah it's not like i raped her it's like we both were consenting well, I, no, I, adults I mean, like, to other, an affair the other girl isn't somehow more innocent in the affair than the that's, person that's what i'm saying with. yeah so it's like i don't i can't shoulder the blame because it's not like she well, wasn't can, just not well, all of it well but i'm saying yeah i can't shoulder you both the whole have blame. equal blame yeah obviously well I'm, I'm that's what i'm saying i don't have full blame i'm not sitting here like i was the bad guy like yeah. no, we both did something bad like if you're gonna be that judgy and like part of me does feel like the person who's in the relationship that's cheating is more guilty than the person that they cheated with eh. but it's still both like lines crossed <laughs> yeah i mean i my mentality is a lot different on it though i guess because like i don't i don't know i have like the I it's for me it's weird because I have the thing of like I guess it be it's fine so long as it's uh like to an extent like I don't mind the pseudo boyfriend attitude but I don't if it goes anywhere beyond that then I get kind of like eh, that's kind of messed up like when you go when you do anything like physical then it becomes kind of like oh that's kind of fucked up because if it's just hey we're gonna go on a date or whatever it's fine were you, were you were you literally just dating no well we in the beginning it was and then it turned into physical stuff and then it was like okay well now this is bad that was the point when i was like wait a second why am i doing all this when like i the like at any moment i'm basically like because realistically i'm just a like a thing under the rug that we don't talk about kind of thing you know we're like if we're all hanging out together it's like she's oh i'm in love with my boyfriend's the greatest boyfriend ever i'll never do anything leaving i'm just sitting there like i don't really understand what the entire purpose of this all is <laughs> like in my head i was thinking That's like some weird head fuckery going on yeah because in my head all around each other the only reason i agreed to it was because there was the stipulation that she was unhappy and that she was going to just leave that person and not but then she stayed with she them. then stayed with him and i was like okay but then now it's getting to a point where it's like it seems like the move to go with is to actually have them break up first before well, that's what i'm saying of, instead but, of doing anything before like even it, but like going on a date with somebody again that's why i don't feel it's bad is because it's still just getting to know somebody before anything's committed which yeah. means it gives them time to break it off but once something physical happens it's like okay okay now make a decision is it one or the other if i'm just gonna be a side piece and that needs to be the dis like the disclaimer here you need to like dis like i don't care but you need to be specific about it you can't tell me, like, I'm going to go out with you when I break up with that boy. But until then, you will be second boyfriend. It's like, no, 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 this no, no, like, no, no, no. This is, 
Yeah, this is the way worse version of what I was talking about before of just the idea of like planning a breakup but then not just doing it for the longest yes. time is the next layer of like cheating on them for a long I mean, period of time. It's like just fucking say it's over already yeah. and move on. Well, like, just pick one. Because people like happy endings, I will tell you that she got married to that guy and they have three kids. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So, you know, it worked is, out. Is, is that the happy ending? N- neither of them lost the love. I don't know. But, so was she lying about not being into it then? If apparently she stuck it out? I'm, I, like, I'm, I'm like, what? I think what ended up happening was it uh, went so badly that it was, like, it's it's, it's one of those... such a crazy level of, like, narcissism and selfishness to, to do that in the first place. It is, but I think the problem, well, to a degree, but I think the problem is uh, it was more or less because it, it became known that that happened. It like puts a, it's like putting a, like a big fat stamp on your face where you're like, I'm a cheater. And then you have to like try, if you try to like go and date someone you else have to, like, like that. Commit and prove yourself. Yeah. Everything so it was just, done. so for her, it's just easier to stay with a person she cheated on if they're willing to accept Instead her because other people knowing. Yeah. So, so it's, it's again, like the, my favorite keyword is like, you just, what a depressing narrative. The idea that it's like, well, now the barrier at entry is higher. So I better stick it with you now. Yeah. It's, it's It's called complacency. Uh. Um, it's, it happens. I, I mean, I'm not, I will genuinely be honest. I've been out of like, I think more than, uh, I think half of my relationship started because I was, uh, I was a person someone cheated on with. Hmm. So, like, that's how I, that's how it started with uh, Anna. That's how it started with, yeah, the person from high school. So I started with somebody else. I can't remember. Wait, which one? I don't remember her name. That's fine. I don't need to remember her name. But well, my life is just made so much simpler by just not being in relationships it's i will agree because i've gotten a lot of death threats in my life and i don't really want them anymore like i just i i literally don't even question it (laughs) like i'm just i'm just i have not been in relationships for so long even a little bit that just like i like i have no drive to start one yeah and i'm like i'm just doing my life it's like dealing with like bills and work and all this other shit like my life feels so full and busy (laughs) yeah and i literally never feel like oh i'm supposed to i'm doing something wrong and i'm supposed to be doing this thing yeah until somebody like family brings it up and like you got a girl yet and i'm like what what i literally haven't thought about this since last time family brought this up i'm trying to survive i ain't got time for bitches (laughs) and it's not like wow i gotta really get my life in order so i can do that it's like i'm literally not even thinking about it i mean and that's like it's it's always like a surprise when somebody else brings up like oh yeah relationships it's well it's also a weird social obligation that other people thrust upon others is like this expectation that well i mean that's the goal it's you know what we talked about before which is like it's part of the steps when your brother's gay there's suddenly a pressure for you to be the one that makes all the kids happen because otherwise the the genes pool is just over i guess see that's why you got to be like me and you so gotta got, wait till your parent dies and then no one can bother you about so it got, anymore so that my family has two kids one of which is gay and in a relationship and the other one which is just existing <laughs> it's just existing <laughs> and, no, and there's just no trajectory towards grandkids of any kind yeah and people care a lot about that i guess and i'm like i don't know you could, tr- you could try again 
<laughs> go make another kid see if that one works out just adopt one and then take his kids it's just, um, it's just not fair for it to be our job well it has to be our job because otherwise then those parents have literally nothing to do when they get old that's the entire point of grandparenting adopt grandkids <laughs> people don't like kids that aren't theirs because they have weird stigmatisms about that no i'm, I'm saying they adopt grandkids or stigmas <laughs> like they that's what i'm saying they they just have a weird stigma like a lot of can, grandparents can are, grandparent age people adopt children uh i don't know what the criteria is for I adoption there's a well i think there's a specific yeah, obviously don't want you to be like a murderer and shit like that like the, like those background check stuff yeah like, are you a safe parent but like it's other other age limits for adoption Do they want you to be a healthy normal like 30 yes. year old i mean well person yes and no so it depends age? it depends on the person you're adopting if you're adopting an older child like someone who's like three four years from being a t like 18 yeah. they tend to not mind if you're old as long as you're not elderly like if you're not in your 70s and about to croak like i was just wondering if like 60 year old people are like my kids aren't having kids i'm gonna go adopt grandkids and just have young people I mean, you're taking care of because your life's over and you sure. probably won't get approved yeah but you can try um i just i mean i don't know i i've i've been told all my life that my my entire obligation is to like get married have children it's like that's there's a fixation on that and especially yeah. like people people care so much about like bloodlines and stuff like that sometimes and like the idea of it ending at a point is like that's like insane to some people yeah like it's like well you could have got it you could have gone the co the catholic family route and had 12 kids and somebody would have had kids at that point that's why you do it but i just had two and nothing's and you have to deal with the consequences there's real no projections of have kids happening really yeah <laughs> and it's like i i'm not in any hurry i see i don't interest necessarily i thankfully don't and have to worry literally can't <laughs> like it's uh, there's no way to make kids fed in my life <laughs> like, like, like if i have if i had kids in my life they would be so fucked because i'm kind of focused on the eking out any existence at all so it's like i don't even know how they're gonna be alive welcome to earth you will not be fed it's like oh like i'm not i don't have a pet and don't really have any immediate plans to have a pet because i'm like you got to just keep giving them biomass so they can stop decaying yeah. <laughs> like it has yes, to keep going it, just like you they require nutrients and to survive I'm, like, I'm still working on mine yeah i'm a little focused on that shit <laughs> i mean i i'm i'm fortunate that like yeah even though i was built for that i, I can i can literally say that i was built for that purpose which was mm -hmm. like my parents entire raising scheme was to make me a perfect candidate to woo a lady and then impregnate her which is like my entire prerogative <laughs> uh like it's like if you cloned a child in a lab and you're like what you know like make a robot what is my purpose to breed and it's like okay well fuck i don't want to oh my god um yeah oh my <laughs> god uh, but thankfully my sister was like i'll take the mantle i want family i want husband oh i want god. this I, i'm sorry i just extended that scene to be the entirety of childbirth where it's like like, like where the butter scene and everything it's oh, like yeah. what is your purpose to breed and then like you get through the whole process and you have kids and you're like uh, off in high school and stuff and then you're once again you're like what is my purpose to breed oh my god <laughs> <laughs> like this is it <laughs> like that's the midlife crisis that's is yeah that second oh my god <laughs> yeah like that's i that was the weird part it was like i was my my entire life like if someone had a life plan for me like they wrote it out on paper it would literally be like andrew born 
played sports, got all A's, a bagged woman, had child. I don't know. Like, question mark. Part of this, I think, is why your parents want their kids to have kids is because that's, like, the continuing line. And that's, like, they derive personal meaning of their life from that. Yeah. And that's fucked up to offload on other people. Yes. Like, it's my job to make like have a specific series of accomplishments that make your life have more meaning essentially it's yeah because you get to proudly go like these are my grandchildren and my children i don't think any of it works i think ultimately no matter what you're like you're getting ready to die and you're like i don't know if any of this amounted to anything or what this was for and then you die and i can i can safely if you feel if you're gonna feel that way ever it's not gonna probably go away yeah, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, I've I've been around enough people who have children. So other, and the other people having to have kids to fix your own insecurities yeah. and gaps about how you feel about your own existence is, like... And it's... Uh, the, the thing, I think the thing is, for me, is the reason why I ne- it never, like, I got so bitter about the life plan of being a, br- like, a breeding machine <laughs> was the idea that, like, my family, you know, my family, the excuse is always, like, yeah, but, it, you know, you'll be happy, you'll have a family, and you'll love it, and I, I, I remember going, like... I will never love anything I make. I will never love a creation I can make. Probably shouldn't have kids. Because, yeah, and that's why that's I was like, probably not I, a good sign. And I, because I just genuinely do not think I could look at something that I've created and go like, "This is beautiful." I would go like, "This is a fucking mistake. What have I done? I'm so sorry. Like, I should not look have done it. this." Look at it. What, look what you did. It's got anxiety. <laughs> I mean, it's but it's not even just that. It's like there's there's so many like I I reasonably cannot like lie to myself that i want this thing to exist like i I don't i do not want to create a child like i don't want to deal with an infant i don't want like a screaming child to come at me because it's like just be like a giraffe exist to some degree you fuck and it's like like a giraffe comes out of the (laughs) fucking vagina and it can walk a baby can't even do anything it's like just exist it's like it's i I don't have it's like i don't have the patience to deal with baby humans they're like the most <laughs> worthless creatures like they are like even monkey children are more useful it's funny because i just read a passage about this in witcher about this exact subject about how worthless human children are we're like yennefer is talking about the concept of like the actual concept of like how like like in order for the gestation period and maximum breeding to happen within the human race, they need cities, they need walls, they need stuff like that yeah. to defend themselves, basically to keep all the, the pregnant women and babies safe. Yes. Because of the how that entire process is so incompatible with being in the wild. And so, like, in her conclusion in universe is that that's why the ultimate villain for humanity is dragons. Because dragons are the one thing that specifically poses a threat to a city. Oh, yeah. You know, like, even in the Witcher universe, everything else is like, oh, here's a vampire or here's a basilisk. It's like, it's a monster in the wild that does that can kill a thing or whatever. Yeah. A dragon fire can level a city and cause hundreds of deaths and it's, it destroys civilization. Yeah. And so, like, it's because the second book is about a dragon hunt at the, be- at least oh, at the okay. beginning. And that's, like, the focus of that. And it's, like, it's just funny that it's, like, I literally was just reading this exact thing about the fragility of children. And you're, like, be like a giraffe. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, like, it's, like, I've been around, I've been around, like, Mackenzie's children. And I don't have this fear because I think, I don't like kids. 
Yeah. Like generally, I don't like dealing with kids. I don't even like dealing with young teenagers and stuff like that because I'm like, you you need to develop. Kind of like the Clint Eastwood stuff. I just, yeah, but young I just punk. don't have the patience for the lack of emotional development. Yeah. Like, and all of their problems that are like, they feel super real. And I get that because I felt that back then to an extent too. Like, yes. I, I was there and everything. And like, even I, at one point, when I was, one of my really dumb blog posts I never actually did. When I was doing Seb Spot, was I was just trying to think of shit to write about because I'm like, I should create regular content for this. No people reading this. Uh, one of them was to be, because I had some dumb rant in the back of my head that never came to fruition because of how dumb, it, like it just it was so, so inarticulate. Mm. It was just this idea of like, uh, it's like this idea like it doesn't matter if it's not based on life experiences or or whatever. Like people always, people always like. Older people always counter younger people's experiences by talking about how, like, you'll have more perspective when you're older or something yes. like, or it's just young love or all these other things like, you know, like these things that are, they'll seem condescending and everything. Yeah. But then as you get older, you're like, no, really, it actually like it really, it really is like the brain's so underdeveloped yeah. and not finished yet. And so many bullshit emotions are happening about things that don't make sense and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like, I, I'm under the impression that decisions you make before you're 25 are, like, worthless decisions. Which is fucked, because at that point, your life's kind of concrete already. Like, Like yeah, that that terrifies me, because, yeah, I've gone gone through the cycle now, and some of it's even been documented, because, like, before those ages was when we started doing videos and stuff like that. Uh, Like... You are not done. You're, you're, you're the fucking easy bake onion. Uh, onion. <laughs> easy bake onion. <laughs> the, the easy bake oven has not gone ding, and your brain is not done yet. No, and you can't make decisions yet, and you're not emotionally developed yet. And it's like it's you. You really do just sort of figure yourself out and click at some point in your twenties. Yes. You're like, oh shit. It's not like your life's figured out or anything. No, like you just like, you figure you out. Like that's you, get, the ongo- you get the hang of you. That's the meme everyone g- fucking posts on Twitter every three months and gets retweeted a hundred thousand times because it's so relatable and shit. Is that the feeling of like looking at fifty or forty or people like they got their life figured out and then you're that age you're like what? Yeah, <laughs> it was all a lie. They were just <laughs> pretending. <laughs> yeah, like that shit. Yeah, you know, life getting figured out's a whole other thing. But if yourself figured out to some extent kind of does just sort of happen at one point. It does. You, you look back at yourself a few years ago and you're like the fuck yeah <laughs> and like it's, so like when i'm dealing with people that are like 13 oftentimes it's like i don't boy boy is it's it not hard. even like just having the patience to explain shit to them or dealing with like the state they're in but also just like a certain degree of like there's also just a certain degree of like i can't talk you into it yes like yeah look we have to wait you into it yeah you have to yeah. <laughs> you have, time just has to pass we have to put you in the and fucking change as a person and that's and the only way to like that's why the like uh it, it gets better is just like an effective way of just expressing that idea yeah it's because that's the only way to really explain to people that like so much of your life it's not it's not just a matter of escaping how shitty high school is but also how shitty your use are <laughs> like your head is and yeah. your way of processing emotions and your way of viewing the life and your scope of everything is so, yeah so weird at certain ages and it's like i an interesting experience of uh running a youtube channel is that that a lot of those emotions get offloaded on me oh and yeah. i'm like i can't deal with any of these i like i I I can't collectively deal with the with everybody's teenage problems across like thousands (laughs) of people i'm like and i'm not a hallmark card person like i can't can't bring myself to just like throw up a like some people will uh 
there's some people will give you like the same polite response to like everything mm-hmm. and it's like they don't they forgot your comment a moment later it's like they're just go, it's like their automated reply like a pr yes. manager i can't bring myself to do that so my, i usually just don't engage yeah which might be worse and i don't know but no it's like, um, a, there's so many weird parts about being public with so many people that you you all you have all these weird almost implicit responsibilities to so many people that are suddenly cropping up that you never were prepared for yeah <laughs> like people we've talked about the issue of like how there's a discrepancy with like making content where it's like you just make the videos and then people like the videos and then suddenly there's an expectation to de- be like dealing with comments like if you can't deal with the comments why'd you do this i'm like i'm not known for dealing with comments but like the next layer after that after the trolls and the shitty people and everything is just like the weird emotional vulnerability with a lot of people that yeah. you're not prepared for and you're like like every now and then you get a comment that's like oh you helped me get through my hospital stay or you saved my life with your content and stuff like that it's like all right cool like that kind of stuff's like that but when it's like just give the no i have problem right now and i'm telling you this and uploading this i'm like i i i thumb thumbs up emoji i I, I just make the video i don't know what to do yeah i'm not prepared for any of this shit i i don't know what to do I have, I think I'm kind of in the same camp a little bit, but I will, I can empathize with people who are feeling that sense to the point where I like, I can give you a response that feels like I'm, like I'm aware of those feelings that you're having because I just can do that. But the problem, the, the second side of that problem is I don't have the patience for it. I so like I can empathize with you one hundred percent. Patience to have the patience but, over and over again. Yes, but I cannot re- continually em- like and conti- I cannot put up with something like I will tell you once, once I will tell you the problem like the emotions you're feeling. Don't worry about them. This is what's going to happen. We all fucking deal with it. Which we won't we work carry on. It can't work. Basically. It can't work. But I'm telling you, like, I'm going to give you this answer. It's the it's the truest and 100% kind of, and answer. Kind of the forever answer. Yeah, but it's... And you can't, like... But I'm not lying to you. It's, yeah. like, it's the right it, answer. It, it won't work, and it's no. not even their fault. It's because, like, it's, it's just the state they're that's in. That's just the state they're but in. But the problem is all you can do is just wait. Yeah, but once I, t- I give you that answer, I cannot be there for you anymore. I'm not going to keep repeating the same answer because you've been told once... And that's the correct answer. When your brain is ready to accept it, it's weird to think about just because for the longest time before the internet, adults and children and teenagers, like the crossover, like wasn't there the same way. Yeah. It was like, it was you, you dealt with people whose jobs were to deal with you. Yes. Basically, it was your parents and it was counselors and like high school teachers and coaches and something like, like that. therapists like, or something like those that. are the people that are they're there for that on yeah. some level and the internet has made it the, so like everyone yeah. is a, like everyone's a support group basically yeah the internet and has it like everyone in their 30s and 40s just is in chat rooms or in communities or forums or whatever that are just filled with like 12 year olds and 17 year olds yeah. and and it's like i it's it's like no one's ready for this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I think the tougher part is when you you have to you have to you have to remind yourself that it's yeah, like I, I think I post on Twitter before. You have to remind yourself that sometimes it's just fine to like you do like like you do. It's fine just to say nothing, just to I. That's my because go-to engagement. Like there's entire. It's good. I often don't engage with my own Discord for long sw- uh, swaths of time because I'm just like I. If I get into it, yeah. shit is going down right now, and I 
there's nothing I can yeah do, and really? see I don't, I don't have the patience so when I see it happening my go-to reaction is like I have to shut it down you've already been told the answer you don't get another shot at this like you don't get to keep bringing this up because it's almost certainly worse <laughs> it, it is but it I don't know any other way to go about it besides just literally letting this person like letting people throw it all out into the middle of the public and it's like that's fine to some degree but it's also not because this isn't the place for that. Yeah. That's the problem. It's like there, you have to understand that there's like there that, are times That's the harsh places. thing about it is that there is some truth to just the idea that, that like making your emotional baggage other people's focus all the time. Yeah. It's, it's exhausting. Like not, yeah. Like it's like and it's like especially since the people can't help you. Yeah. And it's like it's. Like, I feel bad. Like it's, I Especially weird when it's, like, it's strangers. Yes. Or, like, not full strangers, because, like, at some point... It's, it's like, like pseudo-friends. Like, yeah, online it's friends. It's that weird thing where, it's like, if you're doing that in the first place, you're like, I feel safe with these people or whatever, yeah. and that's why I'm bringing it up. And the, that especially comes up with online stuff, because people are always feel safer talking to people that are, like, friends, where it's like, that's those people. They have those names, but they're also not here. Yeah, but they're also not in front of me, the and they can't judge me. The worst case scenario is I can just, Block like... them. <laughs> yeah, the worst case scenario is I can literally just stop visiting this part of the internet and those people functionally cease to exist yes and so like that's why people feel even more secure about that stuff like and that's why a lot of people find relationships online nowadays is because it's so the barrier for entry is like nothing can happen at first essentially (laughs) it's just so safe you could be as you could be as vulnerable as you want yeah Yeah. like i think my brother's last few relationships were all people he met online basically and it's like it's just easier it's just it's more convenient that way uh but at the same time like it's like you're if everyone does that, like, ever, like everyone has shit they're dealing with. Yeah. But also, like, teenagers have, like, permanent shit that they're dealing <laughs> with that doesn't go away until they get older. And yeah. it's like, if they, if, they, if they bring it back every day, it's like, boy, is, would it be nice if this was just, like, a chat room where we could just have the normal chat room stuff yeah. and not be, like, a, like, almost like a daily therapy session where it's like, I'm not even judging people who do that. It's, like, I'm not judging them for feeling those things. It's just that I don't know if it's always appropriate to always just lean on other people with that stuff when they can't help you. Yeah, that's that's my thing is, like, I... There's... For me, I have, like, a two-stage with it. It's, like, there's the one time when you are genuinely experiencing a problem for the first time and you don't know what to do. And there's no solution for it because a lot of the times when they're younger, it's like the solution is, welcome to being a prepubescent or a prepubescent. It's like you're just going to deal with shit for a while now. I remember, like, three things. Probably, like, three things when I was a teenager where I just, like, just having like a breakdown basically over yeah. like something I can't even comprehend why I was feeling that way or like why I was even putting that much weight on something in the first place. Exactly. And it, was just, it just hits you and it's like it's just awful. Yeah. But like there's like there's parents and if your parents aren't there for you, which is a problem that people have, like there's hopefully like you have good friends that you can actually lean on that like actually real life friends are invested on you on a more yeah. personal level than like person who also watches youtube videos or something yeah. like it's 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 not the same engagement or and then and if you don't have that like professional help is yeah. the only actual answer which in many so, cases. unfortunately does somewhat rely on your parents being helpful though because they need yeah. medical insurance and they need to bring you to the place to go get another problem although yeah. there are school counselors too there are school counselors which uh, may not which which you don't 
it's a grab bag how much they'll care yeah some of them are not but, great and some of them will listen to you though at the mm-hmm. very least if they get literally some get of paid. them will be that person from the movie yeah. that's like oh, just, how do i reach these kids <laughs> I, i'm so helpful and amazing and perfect yeah. like some kind of saint figure it's uh <laughs> but, yeah yeah my thing is like i i'm a person who genuinely feels bothered by just talking about how i feel like if someone goes like how are you feeling andrew i am perfectly okay life is perfect and then someone mm. I, it's like that's weird it doesn't think like it's perfect oh it's not but i'm not going to discuss anything about it like because <laughs> i feel like the moment i discuss it it becomes a woe is me i'm just grabbing for attention where i'm saying like oh my life is so difficult please help me through it it's like there'd be times where i'll say something mundane like oh this annoying thing is happening in my life it's a pain in the ass but i'm not requiring assistance i don't need someone to go like it'll be okay andrew i don't fucking i know it's gonna be okay i'm a goddamn 28 year old adult i know i'm gonna wake up tomorrow and it'll probably be fixed or something it's like i'm just saying it's a thing that's frustrating me i just want to explain like you know go this fucking sucks i'm tired of this thing so and then just get it out but if it's something serious or emotional i just don't i don't i don't want to deal with it i don't want to talk about it I'll deal with it myself, even if it takes fucking 10, 15 years, I'll deal with it. Because the moment I bring it up to someone else, I'm placing a burden on somebody that's unfair to them. And even mm-hmm. if they're like a friend or a family where it's like, well, no, I want to help you. I, I know you're being nice, but I'm still putting a rock on your shoulder. And that's unnecessary to me. Like, I don't need to do that. And it's I, I don't care if people do it to me, but I just don't want to do it to other people, which is a weird like hypocritical situation where it's like like I, self-harming hypocritical yeah it's a self-harming situation? hypocritical what situation yeah like i people can come and I, I will listen to anybody's problems at any time no matter what but the moment like i have a problem i'm not going to tell a single fucking person because i don't want to be an asshole but i don't but think people that's who, dependent on it being people you actually are invested well, in as opposed to like yeah i mean like drive by baggage <laughs> dropping i've done i've dealt with enough drive by uh, drive by baggage dropping and it's fine i can i mean i can be like i said i can be empathetic i understand where you're coming from but the problem is with drive by stuff i'm not willing to like be there for the long haul i'm not willing to like i'm not going to listen to your problem multiple times you know like if you're having a panic attack and then i say like hey just do this this will probably help it does and they come back the next time with a panic attack just search panic attack find my steps i gave you redo the steps i'm not going to re-re-tell you the steps but like if it's somebody i know or care about i'll be there no matter how mundane the problem is someone could be like oh i stubbed my toe and it fucking hurts it's like all right fam well let's get this fixed <laughs> like i don't you know like i'll do whatever it takes for my if something even minute or if it's something repetitive like if it's i i'm having this problem that's going to be going on for a month i just need somebody to yell at about it all right fine i'll be here just you know how to yell at me. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, you know, like, I'll do that. But, like, I won't do that to other people. I won't do... And it's not that I don't trust them or it's not that I don't... It's like, I just don't like... I don't want to be that person. But that person who does it to me, I don't see negatively. If that makes sense. Sure. Like, like I see... Like, if... Yeah. Like, if, say, if someone on the... You know, like, like a friend of mine came and was like, I'm having all these problems. I don't find them... I don't I look at them negatively for doing that. Then, like, coming to me and talking to me about problems... But I look at myself negatively by going to other people and giving me their problem or giving them my problems hmm. kind of thing. Where I like look at myself and go, like, you're a piece of shit. You can't handle your own stuff. And it's like, okay, well, fine. Fuck you then me. It's like, yeah, but. Whereas my life's just been bullshit where I just don't have problems really. People, like, some I, people don't. I mean, like, that's I, the thing. I, like I just, I, like I'm honest all the time about how I feel about everything thing yeah basically which some people real don't like uh but uh i 
Like I don't have, I haven't had to deal with emotional problems or any sicknesses or life crises throughout my yeah. life. And I just, I, I just don't have issues generally, no. which means that I haven't had to see a therapist or I haven't like, I mean, everyone plays. Really, I've never had to unload on people or anything beyond <laughs> yeah. like levels of like, I'm upset about dealing something. with shitty roommates. Basically, yeah. is like the extent of my engagement. And so, like, I'm, that makes me super not an expert on this stuff to begin with. So, I'm a bad target for going yeah. with some of the, some of these things. I'm like, I don't. I've never dealt with any of these sicknesses beyond the incurable disease of being a teenager, <laughs> where the only the only yeah. the, the only treatment is time, and you just have to wait it out. I mean, everyone and, plays Yahtzee to a degree with life like that, where some people can just roll it, put it down. Hey, yeah. I got Yahtzee. I don't have that shit. And other people, great, and they're like, fucking snake eyes, I'm screwed. Like, you know, there are people who get that shit. And it doesn't mean one person's better than the other. It just mm -hmm. means one person doesn't have to do that one thing. It's yeah. like just one part of their life they don't have to, it's you know. Just not yeah, there. It's, it's not part of my checklist of the daily feels where I go like, I'm also stressed about this situation. Like, nope, I don't have that. Because as far as I can tell, I've never had to deal with, like, depression or anything yeah i mean like that's for me is like i don't i i don't so have like, to deal with it's, it's like, like phobias. me explaining yeah i, I was about like, to say that it's like it's like, it's like me trying to explain fear of heights to you yeah where like the feeling i feel when i'm really high up or something like that is like or the or like weird things where i'm suddenly like just deeply uncomfortable all of a sudden yeah. and like you literally don't know what that I don't is know what, what it feels that like means. so you can't say anything about it or address it and if it was a problem you probably wouldn't know what to do with it. i don't no. know how it would become a problem but, <laughs> but if it was somehow a problem because we've been kidnapped and we're on a cliff and we're escaping or something the fuck yeah like, you wouldn't know what to do with that uh, yeah that's the thing that's i don't like that's me with depression and other things like that it's like i'm like i I'm I'm not like I'm not trained for this. Yeah, and I can't and I can't experience it. So, I can't. Like, yeah, I can't, it's like hard to. And that's can, the thing is like, like I can only even pretend to be a facsimile of help. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't. I can listen to your problem, but I, I cannot provide anything more than a sound. Like being yeah. a talking, you know, like a piece of wood to talk to. So unless you have a like, personal relationship with the person talking, it's like I can't even draw upon like us being people that even really know each other. And yeah, so it's like when I have. When I have to deal, deal with people online that are that are like this, I'm like I, I'm just wholly unequipped in every way to deal with these kinds of and, things. And that's why I'm saying like saying nothing at all is better than saying yeah. something because at some point it's like the those people aren't waiting for your reply. They said it, and then if you reply to it, that would be great. But they're they're more or less venting that situation. They're just going to mm -hmm. the comment section. They're doing basically like comic etiquette, but like serious. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's the weirdest comparison. Also, I don't know how we got here. We got here because of the, uh... How do, how do our discussions work? <laughs> I don't remember how we got we just here. just get places. Was this from the... This was from the relationship question? No, 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 no. I think it would ultimately was. I mean, yes, everything was. the last was. reboot we had. Yeah, but I'm trying to remember exactly what the catalyst was to get into there. Oh, um... I think we were talking about teenage... We were talking about relationships, and then we went to, like, teenage... And then we were talking about uh, family plans, and then we would talk... Every, every discussion we have, I can't tell if it's the most boring thing that's ever happened, or <laughs> if it's incredibly engaging and real, or if it's wildly offensive. <laughs> I have no idea where we are in most of our conversations. Most... I Every time I check the comments, most people don't seem ever... <laughs> most people never seem pissed off. There's been multiple times where I'm like, oh, this is the one where everyone's going to be mad now. 
and it doesn't seem. No one to got mad at my my voice acting arguments. So <laughs> I think people are inoculated to you a little bit too, though. Yes. I mean, before that even happened, you were like, "Spanish is bullshit." And it's it is like, bullshit. Like, I had what? somebody on my channel leave a comment and said, "Yeah, I wish I wasn't born in a place that spoke Spanish." I was like, "This person gets it." <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, people understand Spanish is a crappy language. People who live there understand. I don't know what anything means anymore. It means English's best language. What time? It's like okay. we're like ninety minutes in. Yeah. Yep. We still are we? Oh yeah. We still got time for another question. Yeah, video game movies. What this is this person one? question sucks? So instead, we're going to ask. We're just going to talk about video game movies. Wait, what? It does? Yeah, their their question sucks. Oh, what is their question? Uh, they want us to like go down a wiki list of that's like a list of all video game movies and talk about which ones we've seen. Which sounds like way less sensical than just talking about video game movies we've seen off the cuff. Instead of trying to like go okay. down a list of some kind. I don't know what... That doesn't make sense to me. Alright, Preed. Well, we're just gonna talk... <laughs> I mean, it's if a, I go down the list it's of It's a video, weird format, right? It's yeah. It's like an anti-question. It's... I mean, I get where you're coming from. I guess the... Like, I guess by the proxy, idea is to be comprehensive. Yeah. By proxy, we will tell you about the films that we've I would generally seen. say that we've not seen the majority of video game movies because we know they're gonna suck. So we yeah. just don't bother with... By, we don't bother seeing, like, Fast and Furious or Alone in the Dark or mm -hmm. Blood Rain nope because we're like they're going to suck yeah i would also in, in, in many cases they're made about the games we don't care about yes that's also true and i don't and i guess what's the the most recent high profile one was assassin assassin's Furious is a game oh wait, i said fast and, yeah, furious. Fast and furious i didn't sorry game. i meant to say need for speed need for speed there was a need for speed yeah. one that was starring jesse from breaking bad yes and i, I didn't see it because i'm like well he had he's in it so i was kind of like maybe see it but i'm like it's probably gonna suck and i just never got around to it because no motivation <laughs> Uh, the most recent high-profile one, I think, was Assassin's Creed? Which... No, Tomb Raider. Oh, that just happened, you're right. Tomb Raider! Uh, neither of us have seen either of those, right? Is Tomb Raider out? I don't know. People keep talking about it, and the reviews have been up forever, but there's so many pre-release reviews that I don't know anymore. Which, by the way, don't look at pre-release reviews. Like, they're... They pamper the shit out of people. It's like, it's like, uh... It's like looking at reviews of people that went to like a review camp for video games where they invite you and they fly you over to a special event to review yeah, their game and yeah, you're like yeah, yeah. getting free swag and you're um, like you're practically at a theme park and they're like review our game and then you and then you get this early review like when there's reviews out weeks in advance for a movie and you're like looking at Rotten Tomatoes like wow it's a 97% it's like, watch that shit drop the moment the movie comes out and all the normal people are seeing it. Ready player one. Well, like what what constantly happens Which is that did that that was their marketing that, scheme was that, like it's that, a, it's certified fresh. I was like it's not even out yet. How do you get happens. certified like, fresh? They're basically giving them hand jobs while the review is happening. Like it's yeah, like, it's so it's so unethical and fucked up. And it's like it's not just the fact that they throw the crazy event to make you feel good so that you feel good about the movie. It's the fact that they're not just doing it with like the the general concept of the all of critics <laughs> yeah. they're literally hand selecting people that, that they, they know, know are going to be probably receptive. give the movie a positive yeah. review and they're giving them advance access it's like like that happens sometimes with video games uh with video games too they'll be like everybody has an embargo of the day it comes out but you you get the early review one source and if anyone ever has like a weird like one or two week early like they're the only person who gets to review this game thing like, never read that review. 
<laughs> period don't yeah. even read it don't acknowledge it don't factor it into your math of how good the average reviews are because that person that that is the most like that's the most questionable possible context they're, for they're, you to exist they in. are the mole yeah. <laughs> like they're the ones that are bought out <laughs> how we get we got here oh we got here because we're asking movies. whether or not tomb raider was out yet i don't the other yeah, reason i don't know if it's out i don't know if it's out yet either if it is and it flew right past me i don't know I don't remember seeing a single video for it or the answer. Generally speaking, is that video game movies suck. Yes, and even at their best, they kind of suck. Like, like Resident Evil, when you just don't take it as a video game movie and it's just for funsies. <laughs> well, that's one of my favorite video game movies. Uh, my favorite video game movies of all time are Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Silent Hill, the yeah. first one in both yes. cases. <laughs> yes, Silent Hill is the best video game movie ever made. Is my opinion. We and no, we do not count anything that is about video games. Y- yeah, Wreck It Ralph is not a video game movie. No, it, it's what? a movie about video games. No, Wreck It Ralph is not a real the, video but like, game. Yeah, the, the premise is um, their adaptations. The yeah, I would wait. Like, how much competition uh, really is there? Is the problem? Some people technically everyone for, war game. Everyone forgot that it even existed, but a lot of people latched on at one point to like uh, Prince of Persia for a bit. That was the rare case of a video game movie getting a fresh tomato score. It was like a 69 or something. Well, it was a Disney movie. It was a Disney movie, wasn't it? Yes. Huh. That was so serviceable. (laughs) Here's the problem. It's just like a book can be turned into a movie because a book is already a script, practically. Yeah. You just have to make it like a 90-minute script as opposed to like a 10-hour script in many cases. More or less. And it varies how much you can directly translate to stuff. A lot of the stuff works better if you do turn it into, like, a show. Yeah. Like, I've been watching a series of unfortunate events, which is just, it's just a joy to get through. Like, it's just, I, I just, I just enjoy the shit out of that. And I never read the books. I'm just having fun with this book adaptation. Series of unfortunate events. It's a Netflix series. Didn't they make a movie about that? Yeah. There was a movie that happened years ago starring Jim Carrey as Ken Olaf. And they got through three of the books, I think. Uh, yeah. And what they're doing now in the Netflix series is every two episodes is one book. Well, just speeding is that it, factory up. Every book has well, every two episodes is also two hours. Well, yeah, but so it's not sped it's, up. It's, it's actually it's way slower than the movie. Oh, is it? Because the movie was like a ninety-minute or two-hour movie that oh. got through three books. Sorry, I'm thinking like today's time where every movie's like almost three hours. No, so I was no, like, it's not a three-hour movie. That's you want to do that if you're Marvel or Lord of the Rings or Star. Not even Star Wars does that. And most movies are shorter than that. Three hours is rare. Well, not three hours. I'm saying like two you, and a half hours. You only hours reach two like, and a half hours when it's like, this is the Civil War movie. No. And we have billion Star characters. Wars was a fucking two and a half hour movie. Some of them are. Some of them are shorter. I think Solo and Ready Rogue Player One, one was a two shorter. and a half hour movie. God, I don't know how you stretch that that far. It's I, Every Transformers movie is getting be, literally 30 minutes bigger. They reading the script at some points. Well, that, that's that's because Michael Bay doesn't know how to anything. I think it's a fucking joke. <laughs> I mean, at some point, it's going to have a like, four-hour movie. It feels like, like a prank how much longer each every Transformers movie gets. The last one was three hours. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit for, through a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour Transformers movie. I just don't have the patience anymore. There's a, there's, a, there's a decent amount of breathing room when every individual book which i believe they're all short like children's books more or less probably young adult books like i think they're animorphs length not like oh they're like actual children's books i i i i don't think that a series of unfortunate events books are like witcher size where they're like the 350 pages like harry potter or no harry potter is like 600 pages per book i think 
I thought that was long. I, wa- I thought I thought that was considered a long book. The, I mean, they they still are longer than most books. No, <laughs> they're short for fantasy books, like a Game of Thrones. Like uh, that, that's what fucked with me is when Lindsay Ellis was reviewing The Hobbit and comparing like the lengths of the different books, and I was like, "Here's how long The Hobbit is. Here's how long each Game of Thrones, uh, each uh, Lord of the Rings book is." And it's like, yeah, the entire you know the the entire Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings trilogy also knows 1.5 Game of Thrones, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> the first book, which is not even the long one, is already like almost as long as the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. I'm like, "Get fucked, man! <laughs> Stop describing meals." <laughs> uh. But uh, the the show gets a decent breathing room because they're I imagine they're probably like two hundred page books or something. But I don't actually know. I don't probably. I, I don't just I just don't remember them looking big when I saw them as a kid. I would they used to be yeah. floating around all the time. Probably two hundred. So each maybe one's two like to each one's two hours long. It's like this seems fine. Yeah, it's a fun stylized. Like it feels like a. All I know is like Neil Patrick Harris is in it. Yeah, Neil Patrick Harris is kind of all off this time. Oh, and the whole show has this weird feeling of Wes Anderson. Okay. When he's like dolly shots and yeah. weird clean things and like everything looks weirdly artificial and yes. like like it's a storybook. Yeah. The whole show feels like that. Okay. And I, and I love it. <laughs> That's okay. great. I have fun with that. And I don't remember how it got. But video game movies. Video game movies. Uh, I was talking about how books make more sense for adaptations yeah. than video games. Uh, video games almost never care about the story. Like, yeah. a significant percentage of video games, especially the popular ones, are a series of levels built around some kind of mechanic and a character design, and that's, like, kind of it. Yes. And oftentimes, they're drawing so heavily from movies to begin with that they're incredibly derivative. Characters are usually watered down. Like, it says a lot that the top two video game adaptations people are always clamoring for, both that do exist and don't exist, are Tomb Raider and Uncharted. And it's like, hey, hey, everybody, hey, everybody. It's called Indiana Jones. It's called Indiana Jones. It's called Indiana Jones. Just watch Indiana Jones. Were, those games are just based on Indiana Jones. It's Indiana Jones. They made video game adaptations of Indiana Jones, and you want to make a movie adaptation of the thing that was already a movie to begin with, because that's all they are. They're Wait. somebody's Vinia- they're they're all somebody's Indiana Jones slash James Bond OC. They just made their own derivative work of those things. But the whole point is that what they're adding to the experience is the video game part. And what you want to do is strip that part back out and then just leave the sludge of what was unspecial about it to begin with. And yeah. Make a movie out of that. And I'm like, you're just making a really shitty Indiana Jones. I don't care. Yeah. Making I don't Uncharted. care whether it's starting Nolan North or Nathan Fillion or who was the person that uh, Mark Wahlberg was going to be who it was instead. Whatever. That's not the problem. The problem is that it's just shitty Indiana Jones. Yeah. It, making an Uncharted movie is literally just making indiana jones but less cool yeah like you just yeah also, like, like if you want also those movie the, those games are already packed with cutscenes. just watch the cutscenes if that's what you're there for because they're going to change the shit out of it anyway to make it a 90 minute thing because they have to make it short as we filled with bad special effects why hasn't there been a kingdom actors? hearts movie because oh my god the rights involved in that like I'm actually, i mean like, square, I'm not, but so. square enix makes movies and so does disney I don't know. I'm sure they could... That would be a multi-trillion dollar movie, basically. You know what might be the best movies that I've just never seen? What? There's a bunch of CG Resident Evil movies. Oh, Those yeah. Those have to be better than live-action ones, I've right? Seen as far them. as, like, plot or whatever, even though they're Resident I... Evil movies, which never have had good plots. No. Ever? No. <laughs> no matter how... It, you... I don't care how much you like Resident Evil. You could, it could be your favorite franchise ever made... You have to know the story sucks for the franchise as a whole and yeah. each individual game. 
Like, even if you have, like, a fondness for it, because I do. Like, Seven, I'm like, I'm... I do. <laughs> for, se- for Seven, I'm like, I'm into this. This is great. But I'm not going to pretend it's, like, a good script. Yeah. Like, that's not what they it are. It wouldn't make an engaging watch. So, like, yeah. So, like, on some level, the CG movies might still not be great because the, the universe isn't great and the stories and characters are not that great. You know They're what just was... You know what was cases. actually okay was the animated Dead Space movie. I think I only read the comic. The, the the Dead Space movie is actually tolerable because it did two things that were cool. One, it showed uh, it showed people on the ship yeah. doing things, which is something you don't get to see. I mean, Dead Space is, to some extent, a thing you could... Ma- I, I could see a movie being made out of Dead Space, the, except the problem is that if you're making a video game adaptation, you're ex- almost exclusively within the, the realm of, like... We're trying to make a wide release, really popular mass appeal movie. Yeah. Which means not rated R. Yes. Which means fuck it. What what's the point? <laughs> yeah, but and the second thing that was great was that it explained things. It actually added to the story rather than just been like, heard to dirt, remember that Dead Space game? People it was often pretty good. Say like the best add-on things, the best live action type things or movie type things for video games are the ones that are just essentially like a, an additional cutscene. Yeah. Like it's adding to the game itself and it's not meant to be watched on its own. But that's not what movies are. No. That's not, that's not well, why people make movies if they're yeah. make a movie for Granted, the theater. I mean, that I like, okay, if like putting, putting it in perspective, like you say dead, you make Dead Space. Don't call it that. <laughs> no, like seriously, if yeah. you don't call it Dead Space, you don't have this unrealistic expectation that like it has to reach mass appeal you can make a out of left field indie movie kind of thing where you know like an out of left field movie where it's like it's rated r i don't know if he's gonna watch it but you know we'll see how it goes like and it will it will work dead space is this is like literally a game that can be turned into a movie and it would work people would be probably genuinely terrified if like character is walking down hallway and then like it fucking thing just bursts open out of the vent and is like hi let's hug and you're like mm, no <laughs> like <laughs> there's a handful of terror terrifying things that are in the idea like the eyeball shit or yeah uh, or being stuck in space and stuff like that like there's enough ideas in dead space that could be mined for a and like movie. the whole psychological elements of like the actual the actual and thing taking over people's minds you know what i see going back here hmm it goes back to like my topic of like what my favorite video game movies are. Yes. Silent Hill and Resident Evil. Yes. Because horror might be one of the most compatible genres with video games. It is. Where the narratives and like the where what works about the two can be more closely intertwined. Yeah. Whereas like a Final Fantasy movie, you try to adapt like Final Fantasy 7 into like a movie and stuff like that and like first of all, many many RPGs don't have as good of a story as you think they do and you ha- you have like you are sort of brought into caring about the characters more via the interaction and sheer time investment in yes. cases than the actual script itself. Example, uh, admin children. Like, you use characters in your party over and over again for dozens of hours, and it's like you get additional attachments to these characters that are totally just, separate from what yeah. you do in the story. It's just time attachment. You're, it's, like, it's like when you're... Yeah, it's like when you're dating someone for a certain amount of years, you're like, you get this weird level of attachment because, like, yeah. they've been around for so long, and it's like... Like, I, like I remember doing... 500 slot machine attacks with Waka. I don't actually remember what Waka's point in the story is. 
I can't tell you what Waka's role in Final Fantasy X's narrative is, but I have fond memories of doing slot bo- of doing like slot machine throw attacks and shit. And like- he uh, he was he played the whatever that sport he was Blitzball. called. He played Blitzball. He was a friend of Titus uh, because he played Blitzball. And uh, but I th- this might be highlight. I think we're going to infringe on what I think is an on- ongoing thing in in many RPGs and even Dungeons and Dragons as a conceit, and even uh, but especially a lot of JRPGs is that thing where like a character in the party just gets glommed onto a party, and they're weirdly dedicated to sticking with it for the rest of the game. Yeah, because well, especially in JRPGs, nobody really leaves parties usually unless yeah. they die. Unless they and die, that's, like, surprise! Or... Like, wow, this is the JRPG where a guy died. But like some, I mean, like sometimes some, you have arguments and you dis- like dissipate, or yeah, sometimes but there's, there's so many JRPGs in particular where you like you f- you come across some thief at some point and like, hey, yeah, what's up? And like, I'm gonna just join you on this death mission for the rest of the game. Now I'm weirdly engaged and and I don't for some reason I'm like really invested in yeah. this. And they'll be with you in the final boss fight. And you're like, why? I'm trying to backtrack why you're here. <laughs> Waka's Waka's entire existence was he knew you and thought you were cool, but also he wanted to bang Luna. Lu, Lu, I think Lulu and Waka were two of those characters where they didn't have to do anything with them because they're just like they're just her guardians so they, yeah. they're just here as a matter of fact and we don't have to ever address this and they're just going to be there the whole time yeah I think Lulu was there just because she wanted to watch over Yuna they were both her guardians and Kamari was so you had like a, already like several characters in the party yeah. that they have to have almost no motivation or development and they'll just be there yeah and maybe at some point you're like oh it's the ronso area oh kamari has bullying problems or something like they might develop something there (laughs) but in so many cases like the character's just there and unquestioned yeah which is a it's actually a recurring thing that happens constantly in uh in D &D campaigns is that people oftentimes you'll people will make up their all all their oc characters and stuff and it's like why are they a party <laughs> is often a real question that you just hand wave away because otherwise the campaign can't happen. Yeah. Cause uh, the only way to oftentimes the only way to make it work would be the, the, the DM would have to write all the characters to start with to make them all have a reason to be together. And then they're not your characters in a weird way. Well, I mean, you can do, uh, there's like really invested D and D where you can all start out in a town and then meet each other that yeah. way and then come to an agreement to do a quest so like someone could be like hey there's a dragon coming can somebody help and then like it's the mm-hmm. same way that worked in a uh, harman quest harman quest did that uh, the, that, that idea where like someone shows like hey uh there's a thing happening to the village did can the somebody really help know each other in that though I think they, they did. knew each other in like well no uh so it's- only two of the characters did only oh. Harmon and uh, his friend knew each other. The goblin. Yeah, the barbarian they, just shows up. Yeah, the barbarian just shows up. It's like wildly. And they're like, uh, hey, would you like to not kill us? And also, could you not <laughs> kill us? And like, it's something I kind of appreciate in its very limited use in some Bioware RPGs and a few other games is that there's some games where uh, a character will just betray you midway yeah. through. And specifically not scripted ones. Uh, but by, by, by not scripted, I mean not like... The not obvious. like Eris. Yeah. Not like this always happens at this point in the game is the part where Eris is gone now. Or yeah. Something like that. Like, but like, I mean, like, there's variable inputs like Zevron or Sten or uh, Iron Bull or Alistair are so many characters in like the Dragon Age franchise where they can leave the party at certain parts of the game as a result of your previous decisions. Yeah. Like, if you have, if you, like, Iron Bull is a cool, interesting role because. 
Like, have you played the Dragon Age games all the way through, or certain ones, or something? Like, do you know what the you know what the Kun are? Yeah, I've played Dragon Age was one, one and two? two. I don't think I, I played th- three. So in What's three, th- there's a character named Iron Bull who is a member of the. He's a Kunari, and he's a, but he's in your party. Okay, but he's a leader of like a mercenary group that is ultimately still loyal to the Kunari. Okay, and there's his loyalty mission brings. Uh, to question his loyalty versus you and his, or versus his crew versus the Canari as three separate factions, essentially, because he's a leader of an entire band and those are all characters in your camp. And so in his loyalty mission, his, he Wait, has, what? he has a choice to succeed at the Canari mission. What was the plot of three? Uh, it's, uh, it's not relevant to this necessarily, but this is, uh, it's the one where like demon voids pop up all over the entire world. Because the guy from the last one of the last DLCs of two is like destroying the veil, and so demon portals are showing up everywhere, and you're the only one that has this brand that can close the portals. Okay, I didn't play that one. And you're so you're fighting Corypheus, the guy that's like the villain of one of the DLCs for two. Yeah, so two like one and two is all I played. Okay, yeah. carry on. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure. So like in his mission, it comes down to like you can finish this, you can successfully finish this Kunari spy mission, but because of the crisis happening during the mission. You have a deliberate choice of succeed at the mission itself and sacrifice his entire crew who is currently threatened to die, like they're currently engaged in a losing battle, yeah. or save them and completely fail the actual mission. Mm. And so, and like, he's mad at you, actually, if you fail the mission, but his crew survives, and it's almost framed like you did the wrong thing if you save his crew, but that but that gets switched around later on, because in the last DLC for that game, you once again are facing off against the Kunari again, and you encounter them. And if and what you what you do in his loyalty mission basically informs him on how to behave. Because if he sacrifices his crew and succeeds at the mission like he wants to do, then he's been fulfilled on this idea that like the Kunar, the, like serving the Kun above all else is the way to go above yeah. all like bonds with other people. Whereas if you save the crew, he values that more than even the the Kun. So when you fight the when you engage with the Kun later on, such a bad name by the way. It's terrible. I, I'm, I can't not think of the South Park yeah. like Cartman's character yeah. and when he's a superhero like I'm the Kun. It's like I hate it. Also, just the racial slur. Yeah, but you 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 encounter the Kunari and mid-battle he will just betray you like mid-battle oh you have a party of your three side characters and your main character yeah and if he's in your party he will just become an enemy oh and you will kill him in that fight and he'll be dead permanently and you have to like go get another party member to fill out your crew and that guy's gone forever now oh he does that if you succeed at the mission what if you don't bring him with you on the mission uh i don't think i think it just doesn't come up essentially that, that, that's what's one of the fun things it's like a <laughs> fucked up surprise that could just cool. happen mid-run is like he will betray you mid-fight and you'll be down a, you'll be down a warrior which is already not great and also he dies permanently yeah <laughs> because he, he turns on you because you're making him fight against the people that he's sacrificed his entire his entire crew to serve and so the idea of fighting them now it's like what the fuck was the point of the betrayal back uh, the, of the yeah. like, sacrificing them back there so he'll follow through with what you taught him essentially which is to stick with them which is against you in this case uh but if you save the crew then he will fight against them and it won't be a problem huh and he'll just be like he'll just be bummed out basically about it happening yeah but like he but like his previous thing like him and like him keeping those people alive which are a bunch of 
actually developed and voiced characters too so even you have like an investment to keep them alive and everything and the, and the cool follower is them being alive they're even showing up in that dlc as side characters all around and stuff like, like helping that. the fight and yeah. stuff <laughs> and it's like it's like that thing you teach that character affects their behavior another, yeah another good one you know is zevron yes zevron is a random dude and he ju- you just fight him because he ambushes you to kill you. <laughs> yeah, he's hired to kill he you. Just shows up, but then you're like, but then you find out when you defeat him that he's not that he's not that convict. He's not doesn't have that much conviction to stick he out the job. He doesn't hate you. He just was yeah, hired to do a job. Just a job, and he yeah. failed. So he's like, yeah, whatever. And there's so many directions to take that yeah. in because he's the like fucking like pansexual fuck everyone character that every single character can romance. But also you could kill him on the spot for trying to kill you in the first place. Yes. Or you can keep him in your party, but not make him li- but not win his friendship, really. And then uh, that means eventually he'll turn on you. If you don't, if he doesn't, if everyone doesn't like you, which I, uh, which it's kind of spoiled by the fact that it's really easy to make him like you. Yeah, like one dialogue, literally one conversation with Everon can max out his friendship, <laughs> and like if you make all the right dialogue choices, <laughs> which partly just ends up being welcoming of sexuality and crap like that. I think some of it is just like just fucking that the heart meter is just maxed out. And it's like well that's not a problem. Yeah, but if you don't do that, like later on you encounter some thieves again that are from his from the crows. I think they're called. Yes, and he'll just like iron bull will just defect mid fight and turn on you and you lose a party member like that or like there's the logan the logan alastair choice at the end of the of the first game and stuff yes, like that where yeah. it's like there's binary choice of which characters in your party mass effect doesn't deal with any of this except for samara and versus morinth in two okay it's like the only example of that necessarily yeah i mean you also get don't you get the but i, I love when video game rpgs deal with the idea that that character motivations might be at odds with the idea of a party. Yeah. Which JRPGs almost never are willing to, to engage with. No. So that random weird thief girl you picked up a while ago will just be around forever. She'll be there for the whole fight. It's even when you're fighting God. And I'm like, yeah, I really need to stick this out. So basically final fa- like JRPG movies suck. Is the <laughs> point. Like, well, I, it's why no, I'm, I'm just talking about like uh, characters and stories often don't are often trampled on for the core conceit of the genre. Yeah. And the game. And oftentimes, so much of the game is just the game part that when you strip all the game part out, the narrative isn't holding up its yeah. own weight. It, like, the narrative can't stand on its own as a story. It requires the gameplay to keep it interesting. Which is why they're so often better when it's, like, a short short movie or yeah. an add-on. Like I wouldn't like mind a, a short, like, I wouldn't mind an indie film based like, on a video game because then it's shorter. It's, there was a good one recently. Did you watch one? Papers, Please? No, I haven't seen that yet. They made a ten-minute short out of Papers, Please, and it's just—I've been meaning to watch that. The core conceit of Papers, Please, and which is like, and to the point where it's literally plot lines from Papers, Please. If you want to be very specific, folks, Papers, Please is the most mundane you can get in terms of both gameplay and story. Which is why the movie, (laughs) the short film, that's like I think it's like eight minutes long, it focuses exclusively on like just the tough decisions. Yeah. Like and did, like it like well what else are you gonna talk about like you got the people that were their lives were that just like oh I got a work order and like uh, but yeah that that permit expired but like I'll get it as soon as I get over and like and he like he can't has the acceptor yeah. deny choice and like having to deal with uh, drowning out people's pleas and those moments of weakness where he maybe toes the line here and there and then also the consequences of when certain people get through and that's just that just dealing with that arc is the entire eight minute thing and then it's over. Yeah, because that's 
even though this even though it's a game you might play for like six hours or 12 hours or 20 hours depending on how much you go for the endings or whatever yeah. or just one playthrough or whatever or, or like or what i did which is play for two hours and you're like yeah i get it and you move on and i didn't even beat it or lose or anything uh that's kind of all the narrative you can milk out of these sometimes and you know it's surprisingly that's okay you can, yep. you know what? I bet you can make just as much profit on YouTube in an eight-minute Papers, Please <laughs> video as you could by making a fucking full-length feature film movie on the big screen. At, like, at some point, a Papers, Please movie, if it was, like, a fucking, like, the- theatrical two-hour movie. It would just be fucking, like, James Bond-style shit. It would where just it's be like, a different thing. Yeah, eventually. it would just be somebody who's like, I was once a guy permitting people into the country, and now I have to save the country. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> or, like, the narrative Resident Evil things is like, there are zombies, but also some of them are supernatural psycho monsters, I guess. And also there's a... a also Nemesis. Also, there's also umbre- Nemesis. There's also umbrella, Nemesis. There's Umbrella Corporation. Yeah. Which is not interesting. It just It's just a mega corporation that excuses this dumb shit happening. And it's like, so at the end of the day, you're just going to have a character who, like, shoots some dudes and maybe some mega dudes... And then uh, various pe- people in your crew will all turn by one by one until maybe you're the only one left. And like even the even the narr- Resident Evil movie was like, we need to do more than this. So they made uh, the half the story be just about the main character, which yeah. they made up. It's so like have a conspiracy and plot twists and amnesia and a bunch of other shit to go which on, which is more interesting because there's so little to do with Resident Evil. Yeah. And I and I'm saying that as somebody who read novelizations of like the series. Well, Resident Evil. I read is, like seven Resident Evil books, and there is not movie material. In Resident those Evil things. is just Resident Evil again with a new number yeah. and a new location and a new crew of people. But it's the same fucking story every least, time. Like that's the perk of Silent Hill is at least it has a world to show us. Well, Silent Hill changes based on the person that's there, so there yeah. is uniqueness to some degree because the person's own horror and experiences alter the world of silent hill which is more interesting than but speaking of things being derivative of things even silent hill yes. is based on jacob's ladder a movie i have <laughs> like i've seen jacob's ladder and like silent hill is largely based on jacob's ladder to the point where it's like you are just going from a movie to a game back to a movie because so many games are games first and that's the point especially the classic ones because we're often talking about things from like the 80s and 90s and stuff like that where yeah. narrative was such a backseat and oftentimes the entire theme of the of the game and its narrative were ultimately derivative works from movies yeah like by the time you turn it back into a movie it's like yeah but why yeah but why <laughs> the movie already existed you and did, oftentimes the movies they're still making more of in many cases also there's no reason you have the game just play the game and if you want a movie then Watch the game. Yeah. Watch someone play the game. That's like what Let's Playing so is. My general response to the entire concept of movie adaptations of games is just, why though? So then, what <laughs> like, are what are your favorite? Top five. Top five? Top five. <sighs> Top five video game movies of all time. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Silent Hill 1. Okay. The two, two is so amazingly abysmal. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. It's a shocking change of quality. It bad. Like, one is actually pretty all right, like, all the way through, except for that horrible, like, exposition dump where the, like, like the, <laughs> the, the child that burned in the hospital, that's, like, the core of the whole thing, is just like, I will now tell you the story of my people. And she, <laughs> And she just monologues for like she ten like minutes straight. Forever. It's so long, and I'm like, uh, this is. You couldn't have found a better way to do this. No. Or just leave some of this in mystery or anything. It's like, 
But so much of it, so much of that movie is totally fine, and it's like it's it's fine. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's great, and then the visuals are fucking cool. Visuals are really good. And just genuinely um, uncomfortable moments of like like the bathroom with the vagina guys. barbed wire. Yeah, the guy that's or the guy that's covered in barbed wire in like the the bathroom that bathroom toilet. Yeah, and it's like it's just like a normal bathroom that's fu- but really fucked up, and then yeah. she's like reaching in, and then everything's warping around her as like as it's waking up, the entire room is transforming. It's like fuck everything about this. Yeah. Like you thought you're like what's the worst thing that could happen and you're like a lot of things but you couldn't have imagined that was going to be the worst thing that could happen is it gets the whole world warps when you try to reach into the mouth to get the key yeah like there's some cool shit going on there fucked up visuals like how like it had fun that one crazy redheaded girl gets her entire skin ripped off in one suit rip by pyramid yeah. head it's like you just got de- you didn't get de-gloved you got de-bodied yeah you got de-dermist it was <laughs> de-dermist <laughs> the epidermis became the extradermis and just flew across the church wall <laughs> like, I'm like fucking hell <laughs> like this a lot of stuff goes well in that movie better than it ever does yeah and if you're I mean and if Silent Hill is one of those movies too that like you can almost you don't need to be a stickler about it. Yeah. Because people were. They were like, why is Pyramid Head there? That's for a specific man. And it's like, shut up. Yeah. It's, Whereas, like, if, like you make me, if you make me push further, I'm literally going to be like Silent Hill, Resident Evil 1, and then I'm going to try to think of which three Resident Evil movies were the most fun. Do it. And it's like, it's a little hard to remember. I had a better, I had a better memory, memory of them a while ago. <laughs> but they have, it's been a long time since the last one happened, so it's a little harder to tell. But one of the ones I actually really enjoyed was the most recent one. No second most recent one there was a really stupid one like a next level stupid one where they brought back clones of all the characters that died oh and in case in some cases multiple clones oh because there was there was one resident evil that ended with there being like 100 alices oh yeah i remember that But then they all immediately die at the beginning of the next one to just get rid of that idea yeah it's like do they not expect to make another movie uh but they go to like an underground clone facility where they're like we're gonna bring in every character you haven't seen yet we're gonna bring in leon kennedy we're gonna bring on barry so there was a there was barry barry uh barry was played by the guy that played the exterminator in, in in strain that one actor Oh, the Russian dude. Okay. Like, well, he yeah. Russians at all? He played Barry. I guess. Uh, some generic ass guy that looked like a cosplayer played Leon. It was terrible. It was it was great, and that it was terrible. Great. And there was two rains. They what? cloned Rain twice. There was a good Rain and a bad Rain Whoa. from the first movie. Why? She was the most likable character of the first movie, and she dies. So like, we'll bring back two of them. They brought back the black guy that dies in the fucking laser tunnel. He has a clone <laughs> in like the sixth movie. Who saved his DNA? I don't know. But the 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 funny thing is that it was a uh, the premise was that uh, Umbrella has this underground organization where they do test breakouts, where like they would have like. A, a life scale model of Times Square underground, <laughs> and it would be like a it would be like a dome of just that little area. What, what do people they, think underground they is, means? Yeah, do exactly, they think like underground exactly. is like? Yeah, that's a, that's <laughs> one of the things you like. Uh, actually, it, well, it might actually no, it might have been an. A, this might have been actually in the Arctic Circle as being like a rapture, actually, like like an, under, an underwater city. It might have been that instead of underground. Oh. Pro- it most likely it was probably I think it underground. was like a rapture actually yeah it's probably underwater uh yeah it's basically a rapture from bioshock uh which is even better still it's even better dumber and yeah. yeah it was a bunch of domes and yeah. each dome was a life scale of like a bunch of locations from real life like Times square like big population centers of course and they'd have a clone city of people and then they do a, a zombie outbreak 
and they were oh. testing outbreaks basically like, that was their fucked up thing I'm like that's a fun idea that's for pretty, a dumb movie that's pretty cool and they also have clones of all these dead characters from throughout the franchise and they're just doing a, they're just doing a resident evil yeah. movie in that <laughs> uh i think the premise was that it was alice barry and leon went in oh and everyone else inside was like all the other characters were clones from within the thing so just for some reason, the the members of the stars unit were in there, were among the clone pool. Yeah, for some, some, for some reason. And Wesker's there to be bullshit and stuff like that. And it's like those movies can be really fun because they're so stupid. Like, they just don't care, and that's yeah. okay. They're just schlock, and like, that's I, fine. I there I I both I, I both ironically and unironically enjoy them at the same time. That's sometimes. fine. But they're not good scripts. They're not good movies on no. any level. And no. they've only ma- they've only gotten progressively worse since the first one, which was the closest <laughs> one to a coherent narrative of some kind. Yeah. But like, just for fun, I'll look up the Red Letter Media video where they because like they were going to review the newest Resident Evil movie like two movies ago, mm-hmm. and so they to, to in prep they marathoned all the other ones. Oh. Because they hadn't watched any of them yet. Oh, boy. And in particular, there's a highlight clip that they have, I think, on their channel, which is them reacting to the ending of one of the Resident Evil movies. And it's so fun to watch. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, we should just rewatch it after this podcast. Because uh, it's yeah, so sure. great. Because it's just... It's... It's... Uh, it's... It's... Uh, it's Mila Jovovich and Ali Larder and whoever... Oh! And the guy from Prison Break slash Captain Cold. He plays Chris Redfield. Because he yeah, he plays Chris yeah Prison Break guy the bald guy God damn it the lead guy from Prison Break plays uh, Chris Redfield of and Ali Larder plays Claire Redfield and then Al- Mila Jovovich is Alice it's those three versus Wesker and it's the dumbest shit <laughs> none of the special effects are working people are being thrown around nonsensically and in particular there's an incredible moment where like somebody shoots God. like a buckshot of like spare change at the sky and like all this glass shatters what. And it falls down, and I think, like, in slow motion, Alice kicks it, the giant blade-shaped shard of glass at Wesker, and it cleaves him in half. And Wesker himself is also, like, not a normal zombie, but a Resident Evil 4 zombie, where they have, like, the, the crazy shit coming out of their mouth yeah. and the head splitting apart and shit like that. And it's like, that's an actual... Oh no! It's even better and dumber than that, because that, didn't, she didn't kick that at Wesker. She kicks it at a dog that's jumping at her in slow motion. And the dog itself is splitting in half as a giant mouth. And she kicks a slow motion shard of glass through it to, to like, take it down. And it's like, nothing is... I'm like, that kind of shit? That's how, great. How dumb that shit is? Yeah. Is why I love every Resident Evil movie. That's great. The most recent Resident Evil movie opens with her basically fighting a dragon. <laughs> There's, like, a, some sort of giant flying bow of some kind. And I okay. don't know what it is. I, don't, I haven't played whatever game it's based on. I don't remember a flying winged bow yeah i don't remember bio organic weapons i think they're called yeah you know what they are because we played revelations one and two so you're familiar with some of the terminology of this bullshit and uh like that's so fun it's i'm glad that they don't take it seriously i think that's what makes them better i mine would just be top five would be uh silent hill resident evil silent hill really doesn't have competition no silent hill doesn't have much competition i would say so much better (laughs) As a narrative, yeah, it just works as an audiovisual experience so much more than any other video game adaptation can. Um, I would say Prince of Persia. It's so passable, but also completely forgettable. Yeah, but it's brought down to me by one. It's just so derivative and so uninteresting that like it's hard to remember it after you see it. Yes, but what it hurts me most is how glaring the plot hole is at the end. 
where just unexplainedly he's like, by the way, I can fast travel back in time yep. to super yep. far back. But, you know, we're going to fast travel back. Like, not only can I travel all the way back in time to undo all the problems, but we're going to do it right after we destroyed that entire city for no reason. Yep. It's like, I love it. You can't undo the siege at the beginning that you know now shouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, which was the people who, which was like the woman you're with is from those people. And you're not going to undo the siege of her entire city. The, this woman that you apparently love now. It's like, if I remember correctly, I think she was like, didn't she lose somebody in that siege? That's an ongoing narrative of the original Prince of Persia, I think, but I, which I didn't play. But especially yeah. the one I did play was the reboot one, which I, which I enjoyed quite a bit is... Like the growing relationship between the prince and the 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 woman of each one. I don't know if she's a princess or a mystic nope, or whatever. She's usually some kind of like weird. She's usually like a priestess or yeah. something, right? I think she was a priestess in that one in particular. Usually, their growing relationships the whole point. Yeah, and it really puts a whole damper on the whole movie <laughs> that she, he doesn't undo the destroying of her entire home when he goes back in time. Yeah, during the Deus Ex Machina, fuck it, let's undo the entire movie's plot move <laughs> yeah it's so yeah so it's uh, silent hill resident evil uh, silent hill one resident evil one um prince of persia uh, si- uh silent hill two and doom. no and doom no no not doom silent hill is what i'm yeah. protesting here no, i know you're gonna put in silent hill two in your fourth slot yeah is it because you just haven't seen other super any other you're, you'll even put that over like the mario movie <laughs> oh shit! I didn't think about the Mario movie. Yeah, surely, Mario movie is number sh- four. Then surely Mario movie is better than Silent Hill. I didn't Hill think about 2. that. Mario movie is number four because it was just bad. Silent Hill two is unforgivably bad. It is. Mario movie is memorable uh, and dumb and shit. Like Silent Hill two, I'm like, it's basically just a drinking ent- uh, drinking contest on how many scenes uh, Kit Harrington will spend with his mouth just agape because he's got the Kristen Stewart problem where he never yeah. closes his mouth when he's acting. Which yeah. I, I made fun of that going into a Kristen Stewart movie once. We were going to see Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh. And literally the opening shot of her is it looking is at the jail cell yeah. going, I'm yep. like, close your mouth. <laughs> and like my mom broke out laughing in the theater because I'd said that before the movie started. And the first thing that happened was her just going. And like every single scene of all of this Silent Hill revelations, which, which already you're in trouble when everything's called revelations. Yes. Every movie and every book and every everything that's called Revelations is always like, eh, we didn't really try. Like, stamp of stamp of meh quality. It's such a boring title that Ubi- I, I, put, I posted that one tweet before because Ubisoft did it three times. Yes. That Ubisoft has published three games that were the subtitles Revelations, two of which came out the same year. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is, uh, that is appalling. Because <laughs> they have... I think it's uh, Prince of Persia Revelations. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed Revelations. Revelations. And Prince of Persia Revelations came out the same year as Mist 4 Revelation. Oh, right. Mist 4. They, came out, they made two games called Revelation the same year. <sighs> and by the way, Revelations is a completely meaningless subtitle to give anything. Because if you're telling a story, there will be revelations in the story. Or what the fuck is the story? <laughs> What is a story without revelations occurring over the course of the story? So, like, it's the most useless fucking subtitle. It's great. Holy shit. I hate it. I hate revelations. And, I, in <laughs> fact, I hate most subtitles that start with R-E. Oh, yeah. It's called Revenge or Retribution or Revelations, revelations or Reloaded. Reloaded. It's always, like, it's the it's the shitty sequel where they, they're, they're so Re- little uh, idea. Redo. Yeah. Like, there's so uh, little idea. There's so little thought put into it. That you know that the whole thing's going to be just a waste of time. The only exception of which is 
Revengeance, which Revengeance. is like, it, which is intentionally a super ridiculous parody of that subtitle. Yeah, it, it, it transcends, <laughs> <laughs> but it transcends because Revengeance is fantastic as a subtitle and a, a neat ass game. <laughs> Yes. Where you slow motion samurai chop watermelons and people. Because that's the rules of nature. <laughs> and you fight cyborg panthers. And then your final boss is just a man without a shirt. <laughs> like, isn't isn't it the game where the final boss is Bill O'Reilly or is that, that DMC Devil May Cry? No, I think that's... Uh, One of those two games, the final boss is basically just Bill O'Reilly. And that's, it's like, this no. Is, this no, uh, I think... I want to say... I don't think it's Bill O... Is it Bill O'Reilly? I can't remember if it's Bill O'Reilly or if it's Alex Jones is the final I mean, boss. Alex Jones has become the new flanderized version of Bill O'Reilly at this point. Like, True. the hyper-exaggerated version of what he ever was. True. Everything that people thought Bill O'Reilly was, if they weren't that informed, Alex Jones literally is. <laughs> He's the surprise. He's the... Like... Alex okay. Jones is the fake, like, you know, like the, like, CGP Grey's, this video will make you angry, like the, the thought yeah. germs and like people talk, the, the totem, the fake version of the opposing party that people make up. Yes. That it, and it's so easy to argue about and so infuriating because it's a fictionalized version of what they think. That ver like the, the totem version of Bill O'Reilly is, is Alex is, Jones. Is Alex Jones. He's literally that. He's that level of crazy God. and absurd. I'm like, what the actual fuck? You're not real, right? I'm still not convinced he's real. Put chemicals in the water to turn your frogs gay. Turn the frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so crazy. Oh, he's such a red man. <laughs> he's like, it's not even human at some point ironically he's the one who's always like saying ridiculous shit about people doing ridiculous he, he things so but red it looks like somebody's just moving a slider in photoshop but he's like he's just, just saturation up saturation up saturation up. he just can't be human he looks what he looks like what happens sometimes when i'm editing a thumbnail and i'm like contrast auto adjust oh no <laughs> <laughs> and like someone just turns red <laughs> like that's i messed up <laughs> but but alex jones editors were like keep it keep it that's just <laughs> this will be the man who leads us yeah. <laughs> all right we pretty much exhausted the video game thought yeah thing which is none of them have ever really been great none Some of them have been them, great a couple have been okay and they'll never they'll probably never be great the takeaway here is don't adapt just and just uh work with the material but don't adapt it say like there's some cool characters there's some cool scenes there's some cool locations let's do those but don't one for one. You're never going to make it because... Just, just make your own thing. Yeah. Make your own thing with the property of Silent Hill stuff. You know, that's mm -hmm. how you should do it. Or, I'm sorry, Resident not Evil even, stuff. Any even, video game stuff. Probably just, not even the property, frankly. It's just it's just not... I don't know. You could do cool stuff with... Some of them are just so incestuously, like, derivative that it just becomes so... You're just getting a weird, like, Soylent Green result when you make a video game adaptation because of its motivations being movies to begin with. I mean, like our Five Night at Freddy's movie we're getting pretty soon? Oh, God. I mean, that's at least weird. Is it? <laughs> I'll see what happens. They're literally going to go film that in like a broken down Chuck E. Cheese, I bet. Like they probably just found some Part of me does consider the idea that like, like it might be pointless to see Five Nights at Freddy's because you could see Krampus. It also. One where the toys attack yeah. people and stuff and like you swallow people whole and things like that. It's like, even that's like, yeah. done it already. It also makes no sense because I just think of it from like a cinematic standpoint. Like, so you just aren't hanging out in the office for six hours yeah. like are you literally is the camera literally going to be following the animatronics or are you doing is the character leaving the room like 
you have to just take so many leaps and bounds because the gameplay you have is to answer so... so many questions all of a sudden that aren't yeah. there because it, uh, video games often exist in like a magical space where things don't have to make sense for space. Yeah, because some guy just sits there for six hours also, and never and also moves. There's just so many things that people might want to have a movie based on that's just like Monster Hunter, where it's just like no, there's just isn't a narrative or Minecraft. Like there's no narrative to work with, and you just want to have a theme park ride essentially, which is like I guess you're the intended audience of like Ready Player One. Yeah, like I want to watch a Gundam punch the Iron Giant, and it's like yeah, but this doesn't work as a narrative. It's like yeah. <laughs> There's a tracer in the crowd. Tracers there. I know tracer. Like somebody some write an entire movie. Some people just want to see CG versions of the characters they like be like in stuff. And one thing that bothers me in particular about this entire concept is that it seems like some people want movies of games just because they so desperately want legitimization. Which is oh, that's the one thing yeah. we didn't talk about is that yeah. some of this need for video game movies, I feel like comes from people's insecurity about video games. Even though video games are like so massively multi-billion dollar franchisee and shit at this point, yeah. I think people still want video games to be something that's honored to the point where people are... Didn't they make a movie for Dead Island? No. What was that? They, other? Made, they made a movie for... What was that other zombie movie they made a movie for? House of the Dead. House of the Dead. It's the one that looks like it'd be a Dead Island movie. Yes. it was like, let's get some teenagers and some yes. boss. And they're going to yes. go to the island and fight things. That was a that great movie, movie. That movie predates Dead Island by like 15 years, I think. It probably does. It's way older. But God. also has nothing to do with House of the Dead. No. Because that's, you know, I think the reason why is I think it was that one dude. Uh, yeah. I think it was Uwe Boll. It, it was Uwe Boll. Or the... the what, the one who's known for caring so little that like in some of his movies the bullets coming out of the guns don't match the up with the guns where they're pointing yes like like the, he's so shitty with his movies like yeah that was uh blah but like people have been so insecure in many ways about uh just video games in general that they're like they they freak out on all sides about all forms of attacks like Oh, the feminists are going to get all over video games. And Roger Ebert said video games aren't art. And we, we can't take that an 80-year-old man who's dying might be out of touch about a thing from a different generation. So we have to... Only two generations. To the point where, like, fucking... Like, Roger Ebert's been dead for years and years now. And people still freak out about the one time he said video games weren't art. I mean, I and there there's a two it's a two-sided coin here. On one side, I get where people come from in that aspect because people there are people who are in a position to change minds, delegitimizing a platform that yeah. people find to be But also you're not going to change the old minds, the minds of but, super old people that are just but it's, done thinking Yeah, game. but at the like same they're time done, they're done adapting. It's those people don't change their minds because a movie's made exactly they don't give a shit they already existed then yes there were plenty of movies based on video games back then and, and it's like they and, don't care and, and, but then it's like a dumb semantics argument because roger ebert was just like if you can change you can change the outcome of the thing and video games aren't a set in stone thing so it, it, they don't work as art and it's like it, we're literally arguing semantics at that point yeah i'm like why are you but like that i that, guess that a, touched a fucking nerve to the point where like his legacy among the gaming community is people still going on about that shit after all these years well okay but that's the other side so dead that's like the other gone that's the other side of the coin is that change his mind he's doesn't have a brain anymore it's gone the other side of the coin is (laughs) is like that there there's a lot of vocal people in the community who just won't fucking move on from something where you just have to understand that someone can show up i do it all the time i watch a movie and i go that's piece of shit why movies even get made we should shut the whole industry down and like 
the thing is, is that someone can listen to me and say, like, that's my favorite movie of all time. It got me through a hard place. Good. I, th- I hope it fucking gets you killed next time. I hate this movie. But here, and here, it doesn't matter, though, because I'm not going to destroy the medium. It's not going away. Let it go. It doesn't matter what one person says. It doesn't matter what 12 people say. It doesn't no. matter what an entire world says. It doesn't says. matter when somebody like, says that literally there isn't a single professional American voice actor in the world. Yes, <laughs> because there isn't. And <laughs> if they don't believe me, they can come fight me with their voice. And it's not going to work. Fight so with your voice. The, but the idea is like... Come at me, bro, vocally. If, if, someone, if some lady shows up and is like, I think every video game is sexist. Okay, well then make your own game that's not, lady. Because otherwise, but here, it doesn't matter what she says. But here's another issue here. Is that gamers, when it comes to the argument of art, are video games' own worst enemy. Well, yeah. Because video game people... The people who are often... Fucking gamers are bourgeois about games. The issue issue is that (laughs) gamers that will try to argue that video games are art and deserve to have this kind of level assigned to them will also be like, I don't want any politics in my video games. I don't want any troubling concepts in my video games. I don't want to be challenged by my video games. I don't want to have anything to think about in my video games. Yeah. To the point where Far Cry 5 comes out and is about dealing like fighting religious cults in the united states with guns now <laughs> and it's so depoliticized and so devoid of any meaning or actual content on on those subjects to in order to not offend anybody that it just says nothing even yeah. though it's that premise like that kind of shit or like people freaking out about like i don't want female representation or gay representation or dealing with any difficult subjects ever in my video games i just want my comfortable little bubble it's like that's what fucking art is. Is that shit? Keith, you can't argue both. These people you can't didn't. be like, I want to be, I want the fucking hand job of being told how great I am for liking this thing because it's so artistic and meaningful. But also, I never want meaning in any of my shit. Yeah, Keith, because these people didn't live through the Renaissance. They don't know what like, fucking I, art. I get supposed so to mean. mad when I see those two sides converge, and I'm like, you can't have both. You, you can't can. feel comfortable and it's, numb all the time and insanity. also want it to be art. It's that's the thing is that's what I'm talking about is like you can't and, and nobody makes you do them. You like no one makes you play artistic games. No one makes you watch artistic movies. No one makes you deal with the shit you don't like. If Far Cry 5 wants to talk about politics, don't buy it. No one's forcing you to buy a fucking Far Cry game. And if someone is, you should reassess your life situation. Because you're currently in a, in a dangerous situation where someone's forcing you to do something you don't want to do. But, like, yeah, if, if you know, like, if Assassin's Creed wants to tackle the fact that maybe France really sucked it up back in the 1800s, <laughs> then, like, okay, they can do that. And if people get upset about that, fuck off. <laughs> like, I didn't want to talk about really tough issues in certain games, but you know what? I dealt with it. It's I just, just I'm, like... I don't. I don't know what the big deal like we, is. I don't like I, we. We need. We need video games made by feminists, and we need. We need video games made by gamer graders, and we need. We need video games made by all the angry sides that are all arguing at each other. They all need to have like, if you want this to be art, all of those people need free reign, and you don't. You, and you don't like side with one side and be like those people get their voices and everyone else I, doesn't get their voices or I, like stuff like that. Like, I don't even get why that all those, even matters. All the screaming people and all the disagreeing sides all get their shit and if they don't then like this is compromised as an art form basically like i didn't i didn't even realize that there was a like there was a barrier for entry for anyone to even make art like i, like, I just literally I get, anyone can I, make I get art so mad when i because i'm the one that plays these games where it's like i get i'll play 
I'll play every so many times. I'll play a game where they're like somebody will be mad about like some feminist thing that's tied to the thing I'm playing. Yeah, that's why it's Satan. And also the same thing's happening now because I'm playing KCD and like the the director of that thing was like pro gamergate or something like that. And like that's like, but it's like that those voices it's so late. That are, that's all part it's of it so over stop i'm still Fuck baffled off. by how often gamergate comes up like as somebody who has to deal with people publicly in the context of games i'm like holy shit it keeps coming up again i'm like i thought we were past this i'm actually like and it's getting more popular on youtube makes shows you how much we're not past it is how it, much it still comes it up. makes me more i think the thing about uh, gamergate that makes me more upset is i'm at the point now where i kind of just want both sides to be wrong which can't happen. It's a, it, a illogical I mean, fallacy, but I'm willing to just well, bend also, time. Well, also, both sides are wrong. Well, they are, but I, you know what I'm saying. Like, I want both like, sides to when, lose. When, when, like, I don't want games to be art. When two argue enough and extreme themselves at each other enough, they both eventually just become wrong. Yeah. Like, because they're both so warped at some point. Well, yeah. I, but it's like, I'm at the point now where I'm like, I don't want games to be art, but I also want representation in every game. Like, I just want I games mean, to be just nothing now. Just, I want them I'm to just, disappear because you're all fucking uh, ruining it. Like, it's, just, I just get so mad about hearing people talk about what can and can't be games and who, and who can and can't make games. And then also get mad that Ebert said it's not art. It's like fucking. It's like children. It's just fucking children who don't understand. Where, where's, how my triple, works. where's my triple A budget published game equivalent of Get Out? Yeah. We're just going to fucking stir this pot and see what happens. Like, no. All our AAA shit is like fucking oatmeal. Every yes, <laughs> it's so uncharacteristic Every. and bland and unoff- inoffensive. And all members of all races and creeds can all get together to not feel anything together. I hate, I hate AAA games, and I'm always criticized for that. Where it's like I could have fun, yeah, if you shut your fucking brain off and you sit there for thirty seconds and you don't pay attention of how fucking vanilla it is and it doesn't care about you it thinks you're an idiot it treats you like an idiot like the problem, it's not meant for like r- right now move we have the superhero God. problem with movies but there's so many other movies there's all the time so many other movies but the triple a and and they're and they're not just like indie like straight to netflix like secret movies you got to find that are yeah. like hidden they're like they're getting wide releases yes like all the weird movies too like not all of them but a lot of them there's there's still diversity but, like, all AAA video games pretty much are, like, this bland, like, superhero quality level movie yeah. equivalent where it's, like... Plot is garbage. Gameplay is garbage. Everything's the same as it's always been and always will be because you idiots Everything is always just derivative tolerate. and safe forever. Yes. And it's because... Part of it's because of the huge cost and everything and the risks involved, but also, like, because people are so, like... I don't... They just start screeching the moment anything slightly ruffles their feathers. Yeah. And the only time have... I'll screech is if you're ma- if you're clearly being a scum about making a game like Battlefront 2 or like things like yeah. that where you're clearly like I don't want to make a game I just want to make money and you're like Battlefront 2 the ready player one of video games yeah <laughs> or you know or like Titanfall 1 where it's like but what happens when EA shuts down the servers they'll never do what happens when EA shuts down the servers by the way people that encounter my rant about ready player one as an unethical video game but only watch the movies have no idea what i'm talking about because apparently in the movie like oh yeah in the movie it seems they just they just pop in and do whatever they want like the whole premise of him being in school and not being able to do anything because it's because he's like playing a free-to-play game with no currency and he can't literally leave the the first starting planet where combat can't even happen yeah uh is just not even in the movie like the entire swaths of it are completely rapidly changed so like it's not the people without without reading the book, you have no idea what I'm talking. about. I heard about. like the ending was very Spielbergy. That's the yeah, I've heard that a lot. Where it was just like 
Games are not the world, kids. Go outside and love your friends. And it's like, which, is not a, which as I said before, is not a moral you can really <laughs> plant on a yeah. movie where the <laughs> protagonist earns everything by being obsessed with a video game. Yeah. Also, the, the protagonist is kind of like nothing. But anyway, this was anyways. our ranting podcast where we couldn't get to any discussions without going through 17 other things. And uh, tell us if we offended you yet. <laughs> At this point, we're just pressing it further. If I if we haven't, then tell us how we can by sending us a question uh, to just an rem- email. Just remember is... that if games are art, then everything's on the table. Oh, fuck. One... Does that mean Frog Fractions is art? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Shave Obama. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? <laughs> Send your send your questions to sit, sit and, and discuss, discuss podcast at gmail.com. It's in the description. Please send it us always questions. Is. We're always running out. You can also send us P.O. Box stuff because we haven't got P.O. Box mail. I have to forever. ask in Discord for more questions half the time because we're just, just running out. Also, yeah, we still have a P.O. Box. Uh, is that How long is that around? I don't know. I should probably check on that. <laughs> Didn't you originally pay for like six months of it or something? Yes, I think so. How long has it been? Not six months. I think six months will be in like June. I think no, no, no. We were like, our original ramp up was ramping up towards Christmas. Oh, so probably this month then. Might be gone already. No, it's, well, they would have. Maybe it. we don't have a PO box. <laughs> I don't know. Send us stuff to that see, PO box though. See, guys, see what happens. See you guys next time. See you guys next Bye. time. Bye. Bye. Get angry. <laughs>